Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. That's really tight. <laughs> you know, we worked a long time on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell, it really should be that tight. Let's try it again. <laughs> Elvis, he's a hero. He's a superstar. And I hear that Paul McCartney drives a Rolls Royce car. Dylan sings for millions. And I just sing for free. Oh, everybody's making it big but me. And I'm still seeing them same old sleezos that I used to see. Oh, everybody's making it big for me. Everybody's making it. Yeah, everybody's making it big for me. Everybody's making it. Well, I've got charisma and personality. Well, how come everybody's making it big for me? Just like Bowie does And I wear the same mascara That Mick Jagger does And I even put some lipstick on That just hurt my dad and mom And everybody's making it big but me So Dennis LeCourier from Doctor Who is going to come on later on. About half twelve, maybe, something like that, we don't know. He said, call me, call me late. So we said, all right, we'll call you late. It's half twelve, late enough. I don't know what he's doing up at that time of night. I don't know what anybody is doing up at that time of night. I don't know what I'm doing up at that time of night. We have a new film ring film. Um, We have two new film ring films, because there's a film that my sister told me about ages ago, and I forgot to watch it. And then someone recommended it again today, and I started watching it, and straight away I thought, oh yeah, we'll have that! But... I've set the wheels in motion for one, and then we'll do the second one, which is a little bit more light-hearted. So the, the, the film ring film is um, Holy Hell. It's on Netflix, right? 
It's about a cult. And it starts off quite humorous and quite light-hearted. Um, in that this, this cult leader, um, Michel is his name, is very camp. French, Spanish, something like that. I don't know. You don't really know. Very camp. And um, runs around in speedos a lot. And oh, what a surprise! The cult consists primarily of beautiful young boys from about seventeen upwards. Um, and I watched it on. Uh, I, I, I was in Costa, and I watched it. I, I watched the first five minutes. I thought, no, I'm not going to like this. This is going to be rubbish. So I went and watched something else, and then I came back. I thought, I'll give it another five minutes. I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did. Now, um, some of you, like Adrian. Um, <laughs> I knew what was going to happen ten minutes into the film. All right, calm down. He hasn't got sympathy. Um, now, no spoilers yet, because we're going to talk about it on the show next week. He has no sympathy for the people in that film. I have um, nothing but huge sympathy for um, for the majority of the people um, in that film. It starts off quite funny and quite charming, and a little bit, a little bit weird, but nothing more. Um, and I was in tears at the end. I was in absolute tears at the end. Um, because it gets a little bit heavy. Don't worry, the film after this one is gonna be, um, yeah. It's gonna be about, it's another documentary about a man buying a barbecue and there was someone's foot in it. Yeah, I know. But, 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 we're getting ahead of ourselves. Some of you will know what film to which I refer. We are getting ahead of ourselves. So! The um, the next film, hopefully, um, we'll get someone from the film on. I'm I'm, I'm in talks with their people. Is um, uh, Holy Hell, and it's on Netflix. It might be on other services as well. It's a very recent documentary, um, and I uh, thought it was stunning. So we'll we'll talk about it one day next week. Well, I'll, I'll I'll get a date to you as soon as I can. Um, and hopefully we're going to get the guy that made it and maybe I've asked if there are anybody that else that was in the cult that would like to come on and talk about their experience because it is incredible. Right. And, um, I'm not picking on Adrian, but it, it, he does. Um, I, I think he's uh, it, 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 the smallest amount of critical thinking would have told people where things were heading. Yeah, no, no, no. Adrian also says he smashed up a cult once. Gosh. Sometimes, oh, sometimes people on Twitter do enough spout a load of rubbish. Um, no, I, I, I don't feel that. Yet we all like to think that we are too clever to get sucked into a cult, but um, aren't we all just a few bad decisions? Not all of us, actually. Maybe some of us are too clever to be sucked up into a cult. But I think if anybody has got something lacking in their lives whether it be parental love maybe they were sexually abused maybe they I, I, I don't know what I don't know what it would be but it was a group of lost young people sort of between 17 and 25 that thought they'd found something they thought they'd found a family and they thought they'd found a community and they thought they'd found God and they thought they'd found um you know spirituality and um it is incredible. I'm not going to say any more about the film, but um, we I'll mention it as the week goes, and as soon as I have a date for when we have someone on from, um, from the movie production, um, I'll let you know. 
I'll let you know. So the film is it's on Netflix. It's called Holy Hell. It's just been added today, I think. And um, don't don't watch it if you're offended. Um, but there are loads of scenes actually of um, a camp muscular man in like r- in really really small speedos. I mean. You know, it doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. So if that's not your thing, probably best to avoid it. Good evening, dear listener. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Um, It's a late-night phoning show, unlike any other late-night phoning show, in as much as um, I don't have an agenda. I certainly don't have a conscious agenda. We're all still feeling a little bit dicky. Nearly... uh, finished the show early yesterday because i had this this recurring would get waves of feeling sick and this this kind of stomach bug and it, I, I had it the day before thinking back and then kath kind of said she felt poorly towards the end of the show and then i mentioned it on twitter my kids have had it dennis lacorier from dr hooker's had it loads of you said oh yeah i've had that so it, and it's weird it's sort of just it's the gut and it's just kind of fluttery a little bit and sometimes i feel a bit sick and get a bit hot and sweaty and then it subsides but it just feels i feel like i want to do a really big burp and as you know i uh, medically i am unable to burp um still campaigning to get that blue badge apparently it's it's not considered big disability well they you try and living with it um and i went home last night Oh, God, I was in agony. I was in agony last night. And I I just thinking, please, I just need to go home. Oh, I just need to get home. I need to get home. To get home, I drive along the M4. My, I turned off at my junction, but then my exit was closed for roadwork, so I had to go back on. I thought, well, I'll go on to the next junction, which is what I have done in the past. That exit was closed. I had to do two junctions and then come back and then come off a junction early. And then, 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 then. So I didn't get home till about half past two. It took me flipping ages. Took me absolutely ages. So uh, what is so we'll 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 get on with tonight's show. We'll do it, but um, you know we're all feeling a little bit, little bit dicky of the tum. Um, but I'm sure we'll be alright. I don't feel as bad as I did yesterday, so I'm sure it'll be fine. How does this work? Right, I sit here in my studio. Kath will come and join me a little bit later on in the show, and um, just talk. Man, just talk. I won't be going through the papers because there isn't anything in the papers at all. There is nothing of any import in today's newspapers. It's awful. Um, so I'll just sit here and and talk and say things that come into my head, and and that's fine. And that that's a show in itself. The show works best. When you, you dear listener, um, decide to call in and share what's in your head, uh, what's been going on for you today or this week or this year or what you've got to look forward to or what things you have. And it's quite a scary concept for many listeners of traditional late night radio or traditional radio many people find it a little bit daunting the prospect of um that there being no set agenda nothing specific for you to call in about and i've said this before um it would be so much easier for myself and my team if i were to sit here and um say right for the first hour we're going to talk about theresa may's 
speech. And then for the second hour, maybe you saw the um, documentary um, with that actress, Sally Phillips, talking about Down syndrome. We're going to talk about that. And then for the third uh, third hour, we're going to talk about what was the, the first record you ever bought. It would be so much easier if we were to do that. And it would be so much um, less work for me to come in with three or six phone-in topics. I tell you now, right, let me pull back the curtain a little bit. 0844, by the way, I should give out the phone number in case people want to call in and go, well, he's not giving out the number. 0844 499 1000. We call you back. Alan, I'll come to you in a second. Um, it takes so much mental and psychic energy to do a show where I constantly have to be on my toes, dancing and working. Because I've done the shows. I've done the shows where you come in and go, right, okay, so, Theresa May, um, she came out fighting today. She um, said uh, she savaged the liberal elite. Um, she find, people find patriotism distasteful. Well, what do you think? Do you find patriotism distasteful? Or do you agree with Theresa May? Oh, wait, four, four, four. It would be so much easier for me to do that. For me to sit here with literally a blank sheet of paper and nothing to fall back on, no safety net. There is no safety net. Um, for me to come in and do that, to come in without the safety net, it is exhausting. I know it's not a real job. I know it's not building walls. I know it's not, um, you know, fighting in the desert. I know all that. But it is three hours of concentrated, focused, psychic energy. Focused. Um, and you'll hear when I lose my attention a little bit because I'll ask someone to repeat something or my comeback will be a little bit delayed. Gotta be focused, man. And it will be so much easier, so much easier to come in with bits and pieces. I haven't. What that means is sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. That's what it means. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Let's go to Alan. Good evening, Alan. Good evening, Ian. Hip to the power of three. What's kind of cakes? Lemon drizzle. We are... Yeah. What you got for us, boss? Why is the periscope not on tonight? Sorry? Why is periscope not on tonight? I don't, I don't fancy putting it on. Are we having a No Tech Wednesday? No. I thought we were having a No Tech Wednesday, because I went to put Periscope on to watch the no. show as normal. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Look, I'll show you what. Here you go, in a second. I've got my, got my phone here. If I press this button... Um, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Um, I'm not going to install that now. There we go. Periscope's on. Go on. Just waiting for the notification to come on my phone. There we go, it's on. Stay alive. And now yeah, it... I've got the notification. And now I've turned it off. I just don't fancy it tonight. I don't... No, let me rephrase that. I just don't fancy it at this precise moment in time. That's not bad. A 12-second video. What? 
12-second video. It's not bad, is it? It's longer than most. Well, listen. Is, is gone for 26 minutes. Yeah, well, listen, I, I have no idea what you just said. Um, I, don't, I just don't fancy having it on at the moment. And that's all right, isn't it? Well, you're feeling a bit groggy. Someone has told the guys at Talk Radio how to change the DAB info, right? Because it's never changed. What? Lino? What have you been up to today, Alan? Oh, nothing much. Just been helping me. Mum put the washing away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I did. I did nothing today. I woke up late, fell out of bed, dragged a comb across my head, found my way downstairs and drank a cup. Looking up, I noticed I was late. Oh dear! Grabbed my coat, grabbed my hat, and made the bus, Alan, in seconds flat. Blimey! Made my way upstairs and had a smoke. Somebody spoke, and I went into a dream. Oh, blimey. And then I went and sat in Costa all afternoon. Uh, and watching Holy Hell. Watching Holy Hell. Um, I, I, I should warn you, there is, there is a, a, a brief bit in the film where they show some homosexual pornography. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. And it's a little bit embarrassing when you're sat watching it in a coffee shop just as the schools are coming out and the coffee shop's full of school kids. Oh, oh dear. dear, oh dear, I was trying to shrink that box. I think that's what he was trying to do as well. Um, I, I was trying to shrink that box, that screen, and it got awkward. All right. Yeah, but it's uh, but so uh, basically, um, I've had a sad, lonely man's afternoon today, Alan, and I loved it. And also, this second film... What tall film is it for this second film, which is After Holy Hell? What, what, what? You know the second film you're yes. talking about? What, what? What, what sort of film is it? It is, an, it is another documentary. Another documentary. Could I get it on my illegal TV? On your illegal TV? Yeah. Well, if it's illegal, you can get anything. I wonder if I could get Holy Hell on there. Is it illegal? God, you did say it was on Netflix, but I haven't got a Netflix subscription, so I'm going to have to do a stream search for it. Okay, well, we can't, of course, can't encourage... Condone that. ...or condone anything illegal whatsoever. Well, what you can do, though, is just sign up to Netflix free for a month. I've done that already. Get, well, just get another email address. No, but they want your credit card details. Oh, they got... That's always a clincher. They got clever. They got wise to that, did they? They got wise. It's the same with anyone. Netflix, Amazon. Yep, yep, good, good. As it should be. As it should be, Alan. These, you know, these things don't come cheap, for crying out loud. Unless you pay for a fire stick. Exactly. Yes, I don't even know what that is. Thank you, Alan. 0844-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We might be, do Periscope later on. We had just under 20,000 people again yesterday. 19,500 on Monday. 19,800 yesterday. So, uh, I, if, if it's going so well, why not stop it mid-flow? That's what I think. What do you think, Andy? It's that weird moment when I touch the screen and I think this, I don't think maybe Andy! Ian. Yes, Andy. Um, apropos nothing, for some reason um, last night, I was just sort of sitting in bed, and, and the, the name um, of an English comedian about whom we hear nothing anymore 
popped into my head. Marty Feldman. Well, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. And he's one of these guys that, for some reason, you never hear about anything. And there's no repeats on the TV. There's, there's no nothing about him. Oh, I, well, I hang on a minute, hang on a minute. About seven or eight years ago, I filmed a seven or eight minute short film about Marty Feldman for a BBC television series called, it was something like the Comedy Map of Great Britain or something. Really? And it would find places that were connected to comedians. So I went to Margate to, um, mm. It was there's a theme park there called Pleasure World or something, and it's just reopened. I think either this year or last year. At the time, it was closed down. Okay. And Marty Feldman used to work there with um, another famous actor who play. I don't know the actor's name. Alan Bradshaw, Bradley. Alan Bradley, the guy that tried Alan to kill Bradley. Rita. Yeah, was it Bradshaw or Bradley? Bradley. The guy that was on Coronation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan Bradley. He worked. Marty Feldman Brad- worked at this Bradley. theme park with yeah. Alan Bradley. From Coronation really? Street. So I got okay. to interview Alan Bradley about Marty Feldman and drive a sports car oh. around Margate. It was brilliant. Oh, my God. So, um, I, oh. I'm aware of Marty Feldman. And uh, here's the thing, right? Marty Feldman, for those who don't know, was a comedian, a comic actor in the 60s and 70s. He went to the States where he had a few TV shows and, um, did some movies. He had a thyroid problem that gave him some kind of large bulbous eyes that looked in it opposite directions. Graves disease, I think. Was that what it was? Right. And yeah, I, I and got... apparently they, they attributed his bulging eyes to some botched operation to fix it, which meant his eyes ended up pointing in different oh, directions truth. as well. I got to watch a couple of um, documentaries about Marty Feldman that you couldn't you couldn't see anywhere. They pulled them out of the BBC archives, mm. and one I, I wish I'd kept. It was it was him in about 1966 exploring mm. what makes things funny, right? And uh-huh. as part of that, he goes to a primary school with these five, six, seven-year-old kids, and they watch a Punch and Judy. And right. after the Punch and Judy, Marty Feldman gets down on his haunches, and he's talking to these kids, going, so, why did you find these things funny? But what's brilliant, and what dates it so marvellously, is he's got a fag on the go. And so he's got this fag <laughs> yeah. on, and while the, and he's literally at face level with this six-year-old kid. And while this kid is telling him what's funny... <sighs> Is that so? Carry on. <laughs> and he's blowing, he's having a fag. It's absolutely wonderful. It's, yeah. I went looking on YouTube last night after I thought of him and saw yeah. a few sketches he'd done on a few of the shows. I didn't realise he was, he was mates with the Monty Python crew and he actually co-wrote the Four Yorkshiremen sketch. Uh, yes. And the, was he in, um... Was he in Do Not Adjust Your Set, kind of the forerunner to Monty Python? I'm not sure if he was in that. He was in something called the It's Not the 1938. That's the one with John Cleese and Graham Chapman and um, a couple of the goodies, yes. That's right. I I saw a few sketches on YouTube, one of which was called The Affair, which was basically, it was was about a five-minute sketch where he was laying in bed with his wife who was nagging him, and he went out to let the cat out and got on a plane and went off somewhere and... Uh, spent some time with this woman, you know, obviously having an affair, and came back on the plane and got back into this into bed with it. And this went on for about, five, and it was very funny. Yeah. And I thought, why is this guy not lauded? Why is why do we hear nothing about him anymore? He was obviously a comic genius. Um, I I guess um, I, well, I, I he's I guess maybe because he went to the states instead of staying here. A he died young, um, and mm. B he went to the states, so he wasn't. 
after a certain period, so uh, maybe I'm going to say 1970, I'm plucking that date out of there. But after that, he wasn't really seen on, on British television, you know, because he was doing mm. American TV shows um, uh, and he was he in movies, that, yeah, he? like yeah. Young Frankenstein and, and, and things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. But no, you're, no, you're right, you're right to mention him. You're right to mention He did. He also did. Gosh, now let me, my memory bank, so he, he did a very funny comedy album as well and i'm trying to marty feldman i'm trying to um album what was what was one of the songs in there we had it uh um hang on let me try um oh let me try this hang on a second let's see what this is this is is, is. Mother's feeling fragile in the bathroom. Daddy's sleeping drunkenly upstairs. My eldest sister Anna has been sick in the piano because she ate a pound of marzipan and six tinned pears. Some fathead bought the youngest child a trumpet. And now he's blowing discords in my ear. What I spent on my wife's present could have bought Mornington Crescent. Christmas is a joyous time of year. It's very much of its time. It's charming, it's charming, but it's very much of its time, isn't it, I think? Yes, but the, I, I, re- I think the guy's a forgotten comedy legend. Andy, uh, he, his his uh, name has been mentioned. That I think I genuinely believe that creates a little bit of energy in the cosmos, and it has uh, passed been passed out. And who knows, Andy? It's well worth having a look, uh, Marty Feldman. So maybe some people tomorrow um, will be um, uh, falling down the uh, rabbit hole and having a cheeky little look at Marty Feldman. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Dom, then Pat, and then it could be you. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Dom. Good evening. Hi, Ian. How you doing? I'm okay, thank you, Dom. What you got for us? Um, I was listening. I've just recently started listening to your show. I really like it. By oh, the way, thank you, man. I'm glad you found us. Thank you. Uh, been listening on um, on the podcast. I heard the one the, the other day. Um, you're talking about, you know, people, uh, yourself included, are kind of addicted to smartphones yes. and things like that. Oh, oh, yes, terrible, terrible. I mean, I'm 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 definitely a little bit addicted to my smartphone, but I think more specifically, I'm kind of got you know an addiction to kind of being entertained all the time. Yeah, yeah. How, 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 explain like, that. How does that work? Um, you know, I'm washing the dishes, I'll put on a podcast, I'm walking somewhere, I'll put on a podcast, oh. or, you know, I'm, I'm always, do you know what I mean? I can't... The inability to, to be surrounded by silence and your own thoughts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and that's, uh, it would be nice to sort of, you know, I, I do do it sometimes, but more often than not, I'm always, you know, I'll just whack on something to listen to. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I, I fall asleep with the radio on. Um, I have to have the radio or a CD on in the car. I have I have to have um, noise. And I, do you know what? Actually, I meditate sometimes. I haven't meditated for a couple of weeks. I'm going to have a good old meditation session for the nation tomorrow. Um, 
Why do you think that is for you, Dom? Why do you think you, 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 you're in that situation? I think it's, it's something that is useful. When you are, well, for me, when I'm feeling a little bit down, um, rather than wallowing my own thoughts, it's nice to put something else on, especially something that's quite engaging like comedy. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it can kind of take you out yourself. And I think from there, it's just become habit. So even when I am, you know, feeling okay, I'm still always listening to something. Uh, and what are you doing now? And what, what's the situation with you listening to the radio show right now? Are you in bed? Are you, are you doing something in the kitchen? What are you up to? Uh, I was just um, doing something on the computer, just, just doing kind of like some work with some stuff on the background. Mm. Can I suggest something? Uh-huh. Turn me off. <laughs> turn me turn me off t- turn me off for 15 t- turn me off until 11 <laughs> and then we'll call you back and see how it went yeah that's, that's good i mean because the other thing i was wanting to talk about was we won't talk people. we won't talk about you behind your back i promise well we might a little <laughs> bit but we won't be rude behind your back i promise that i'll just sit in a darkened room and cry well yeah, I mean, yeah that's an option isn't it it's an option go on <laughs> you've got to say something else um, well, yeah, because it's it kind of it goes hand in hand with that because I'm listening to to podcasts and stuff all the time. Mm. I'm kind of well, it's it's frustrating my wife because I keep doing uh, impressions of a of a particular comedy podcast characters on there Mm-mm. all the time, yeah. and it's it's she's finding that a bit weird. Yeah, and you know I'll be I'll be you know singing along to myself and just like and sort of laugh out loud about something that I remember that's funny. Does she does she not share? Your passion for these shows, then? Um, she's got a bit of a different uh, comedy taste to me. Yeah, I tried to get um, the, the podcast that I really like is uh, a one called "Man by Cow," the "Man by Cow" podcast. I don't know. That. Um, no, it's, they're, 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 it's absolutely fantastic, and they've, they've got a very small listenership at the minute. They haven't really broken through, but they do like sitcom sketches. How did you which, find it then? Uh, a, a little Scottish man. Uh, in London told me about it. Oh, gosh. He, he, he's, he's like a big comedy... He's a pusher, basically. I was, on, a, I was on the light stuff. He's forced the hard stuff on you now. Yeah, it? it's, it's, it's really hard. I, I do I handle I, it. I do wonder. My wife and I have a completely different sense of humour. Uh, we, mm-hmm. I, we you know, I will sit there wetting myself in laughter and she'll be stony-faced, and vice versa. That way sadness uh, lies. <laughs> There are there are some things where we do enjoy together, but okay. some of my more kind of niche picks, my wife doesn't really get along with. Mm. But um, yeah, this this man by cow one, it's 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 very it's it's fantastic. It's a little bit weird, uh, but that that you know really gets me into it. But okay. Dom, this I is keep what doing impressions of the. I want you to, for the next twenty five minutes. Switch me off, dead man. Right, it's, it's a vague Beatles reference. Um, switch me off. Um, and don't and don't put anything else on to fill the silence. Okay. And we'll give you a call at eleven o'clock. Right. You sound really you sound really nervous at the prospect of that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, am I allowed to do the washing up, or do I just have to sit and meditate? Mm, that's a really good question. Sit and meditate. Just sit. Just sit. Just sit with yourself for twenty. It's twenty-five minutes. 25 minutes. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, t- I, tell you, I tell you what, I tell you what. You, you, so we've got 25 minutes. You can have 15 minutes of doing something mundane, like the washing up. Yeah. Of course you don't, you can do whatever you want, you know, I do, don't bother me. These are my suggestions. 15 minutes of doing something mundane, like the washing up or putting the cat out or whatever, and then 10 minutes, the last 10 minutes, you have to just sit there on your own. 
Okay, I'll give it a go. Does that sound doable? Yeah. Okay, all right. And um, we'll, we'll, so switch, have you switched off now? You switched everything off? Uh, well, I'm obviously still on the phone, but everything else is off. Okay, all right. We'll speak to you after 11. Good luck. All right, cheers. Bye. bye. He's going to go nuts. I don't know where he's from, but I suspect there might be a murder in his, <laughs> his region later on. Oh, dearie me. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Um, Adrian's upset about people speaking nonsense. Why? Let let people speak nonsense. You know, just, 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 you know, okay, you, you guessed what was going to happen in that film. Well done. You had no sympathy for anybody involved in that film, even though it gets very, very grim. Um, and Howard Hughes' show causes whooping cough. Okay, brilliant. Uh, you, <laughs> Jesus, some people. I love Howard's show. Uh, if you've not heard Howard Hughes, Sunday nights at 10 o'clock, it is the most perfect... And, and, and Pat and Dolly, I will come to... Oh, uh, Montreal, a city I was... city, of course, famously, I was uh, kissed in the Montreals by um, Angelina Jolie. Um, if you've not heard Howard's show, it's... Absolutely brilliant. Sunday nights, 10 o'clock. Um, some may call it the Bullshine Show. Um, I wouldn't be so cruel. Oh, no, hang on. It was me that came up with that name. Um, he talks all kinds of stuff. Conspiracy theories and ghosts and UFOs and time travel and all kinds of stuff. And the great thing is, if he's, if he's got a guest on that you find a bit boring, come back in 20 minutes because he'll have another one on that, w- that will drive you around the bend. It's brilliant. It really is. And it's perfect way to end the weekend. Sunday nights. I always thought, who wants... Sunday night. Imagine 11 o'clock, half 11 at night. You're talking about black cab drivers. Or you're talking about um, immigrants. Or you're talking about Syria. Half past 11 on a Sunday night. Are you nuts? I want to hear fruitcakes talking about going to uh, haunted um, uh, 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 airports and never seeing a, a ghost plane. That's what I want to hear. Perfect, perfect way to end the weekend and start the new week. Fruitcakes. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Pat, then Dolly, and um, we'll we'll catch up with um, uh, our silent man in a little bit. The wild man of late night radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <laughs> I don't know what's going on on Twitter tonight. Oh dear. Gonna do. I'm gonna have a big mute, a big muting in uh, during the news. I think. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. It's a show uh, where people come on and talk about anything. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, the last caller was saying that it, he has to be around noise, and I get that. I get that. I fall asleep with the radio on, and um. Uh, last night I was listening to a, a Rolling Stones documentary from, I think, about 1975 or 6. And, um, I, uh, I listened, I, I got, I, I, I listened to the end of it on my phone as I walked from the car to, um, to my home. And, um, it was a very strange documentary. It was about their new album at the time, and I've looked up what it is. It isn't Goat's Head Soup. It's not, it's only rock and roll. It's the one after that. And they were playing tracks from it. Well, this is a new album. It sounded like um, the worst record ever made. And I'm not a huge Rolling Stones fan. 
I've since looked it up on Wikipedia. I can't remember what it's called. I do apologise, but um, it, it, it apparently it was it was the start of the downturn in their strength as an albums band. But uh, the hit single for you Stones fans was "Daddy, You're a Fool to Cry, a Fool to Cry," and it makes me wonder why. Um, and it had an awful cod reggae song on there. It had an awful cod blues song. It was awful. And they're talking about it. The Stones in 1975, 76, whenever it was. They're talking about it as though it's the greatest thing ever made. Black and blue, was it? Is that what it was called? It was awful. The poster, I was wondering about it, you're right. The advertising campaign for black and blue was, I think, a woman tied up covered in bruises and it was the slow the the line was something like i go black and blue for mick jagger memory motel that was one of the songs it was 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 awful but fascinating listening fascinating listening who's this on twitter Ain't it funny that Ian Lee mutes and blocks people, yet claims he's open to anything you want to talk about? He really is a tool. Yeah, on Twitter I mute and block people, um, but the people that I mute and block, are you the farmer, are welcome to call in. That's a that's a different thing, dude. That's a different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mute and block people on Twitter. I'm, I'm allowed to do that. Aren't I? Aren't I? I think so. You're welcome to call in, though, dude. You won't. Pat! Hey, Ian. Are you all right? I'm all right, thank you. Pat, what you got for us, boss? Well, I'm calling up tonight specifically um, to talk about my recent encounter with the National Health Service. Right, what happened? You need to scroll down, Kath. I can't scroll down to see the bottom of that message if you're typing a message. Yes, go on, Pat. What happened? Well, for a while now, I've been keeping an eye on your blood pressure. Your blood pressure? Yes. Well, yes, it would be. Who, who, who else's blood pressure would you be keeping an eye on? Well, that's true, unless you're, uh, um, you know, a stalker. Not for that yes, yes, a stalker. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I've been doing that because I'm at that age now. Yeah. 50. Uh, where you've got to keep track of these things, you yes. know? Yes, yes, you do. Yes. And it was kind of high. I got one of these cheesy little um, wristband. A digital monitor. Oh, you know. yeah, yeah. And it's been kind of high for a while, but then around about 8pm, when I was getting settled down to listen to talk radio, yeah. which was annoying... Is there a show on 8pm? What is that? Uh, it's just some random stuff. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's Johnny and Ash. Johnny and Ash are good, of course. It's yes. the warm-up... Exactly. Yeah, and of course, we all know Talk Radio closes down at one o'clock um, in the morning and doesn't start again until 12 hours later, one o'clock in the afternoon, when John Holmes um, fires up the engine. And doesn't he? Doesn't he just? <laughs> I won't mention the no the, the other. No. Anyway. What? No. So what happened was yeah. I, I had a look at this uh, monitor. Yes. And... Regardless of how accurate this little thing might be, it read, I don't know if you know about this stuff, mm. but just for anyone who doesn't, normal blood pressure has two readings. Yeah. Where you have a, a, a reading for when the, the heart beats. Yeah. And the blood gets pumped through your system. Right. And that's the upper figure. 
Right. And normally that's 120. Honestly, I won't be this boring the whole thing. Okay. And the lower figure, which is between beats, yeah. should be 80. Okay. 120 over 80 is what is the optimum blood pressure. That's what we're aiming for. You got it, mate. Okay. Anyway, so I checked this, and the upper figure was 172, and the lower figure was 138. What the hell? How it, is that even possible? I know. I thought I was going to blow like crack a toe, man. Sweet Lord. So but- I got straight on, and <laughs> I thought, there's no point messing about with this. Yeah. I would kind of like to see what next week is like, you know. Yeah, of course you would, yes. So I dialed 999, oh. and very long, drawn-out story short, everyone from the the call centre, which whatever you call it, to the paramedics, yeah. to the, the nursing staff, to the, the doctor and the consultant, every single one of them and my local hospital here in Hertfordshire, were awesome. Everyone yeah. was blending. Because of the, the, the time of night I had to go, obviously when you go to A&E and it's after nine at night, yeah. it's busy, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, it's, 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 a, it's a different world at that time. It is. Yeah. And there were... I, do you know, I felt so sorry for all these sick people. I mean, some of them were poor... Those are these poor girl with, uh, you know, her arm in a sling, and another one that was getting morphine. Oh, it was heartbreaking. Did you, Pat, did you die? No. No? Well, I don't think so. I'll I'll call how I'll choose if I did. Yeah, exactly. But, um, anyway, they sorted me right out. I was there for ages. I got home at, like, five in the morning. Yeah. Which is not surprising. But these guys were awesome. And for anybody of a certain political party to claim that there isn't a 24-hour NHS... Oh, hang on a minute. This is getting... Suddenly, we're, we're, we've almost... A point is being made here. <laughs> what was wrong with you, Pat? That's not like me. <laughs> Sweet God, you said you weren't going to be that boring for the whole call. What was... Is, your, is this making your blood pressure go up, by the way? Oh, I realised. Yeah, but these guys were awesome. What was wrong with you? Yeah, but I'm still here, mate. Still here. But what was wrong with you? Do you know what they reckon? It was a combination of a change of diet. Look out for that. Yes. And stress. Well, it was probably... probably, Yeah, stress would give you high blood pressure. Yeah. Yeah. That. uh, Yeah. I mean, that much I knew. Thank you, Pat. Ah, let's go to Montreal, Canada, and Dolly. Good evening, Dolly. Good evening. How's things going over there? It's going great. Fantastic. What are you doing in um, French Canada? Uh, I'm listening to Jan's show, actually. Okay. So, but uh, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a current listener, so I thought, hey, I'd call. Hey, that's very exciting. And what do you? Uh, I'm assuming you live in Canada. Canada, do you? Yes, I do. I do. Well, how the hell did you find this rubbish? Even people living in this country <laughs> can't find this rubbish. Uh, <laughs> well, Are they advertising? Spending the the uh, entire advertising budget over in Canada? Is that what they're doing? No, no. Actually, I saw 
uh, a friend on Twitter retweeting something about you interviewing my club of the Beach Boys. And I thought, oh, my God, I, mm. I listened to that and found out that your show was actually very funny. So well, it, just it has its moments. Can you, Dolly, can you do me a favour? Can you say my name again, please? Yan Lee? Yeah, you say you kind of... I, I like the way you say it. You kind of... It's like a Yan. You, yeah, well, I'm French-Canadian, so I... I know, I know, and I love the accent. I've been to Montreal. Yes, did you love it? Uh, I did I was there for a week... And when I yeah. got there, there was no snow, and then I went to bed on the second night, and when I woke up, there was the thickest, deepest snow. It was, it was literally about yeah. four feet deep. Yeah, we do have that. It's, it's, it can be annoying. Oh, I bet, it, I bet it can be, but for a, a Brit like me, it was fantastic. I went out on my own and yeah. played in the snow. It was wonderful. <laughs> yes, I guess so. What's... Um, What's Canadian radio like? And do you, I'm guessing, uh, because you're in Montreal, that you get, is it kind of like 50% English, 50% French? Actually, we have more French radio than English ones, but the the English ones has more commercials for some reason. Right. So, like, they're the ones who mostly play good music and have good shows, but half of it is commercials, so it's a bit boring. Actually, Canadian radio is quite shit. Okay, well you, well, you can't say that word on British radio, but never mind. Yeah, yeah. sorry, that, sorry that, about that. 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 doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Um, and do they have, because um, when I go abroad, I, what I love to do is switch on the radio and just flick around the dial and see what comes up. Do they have, um, you know, kind of phone-in radio where it's people sitting and, and you get a load of weirdos phoning in? No, we oh, yeah. well actually I don't know any show like that here. I like sometimes there can be people phoning to request a song or yeah. something, but it's not really a a talk radio show. Dolly, you have to listen. You have to get me and Catherine a job over there. Yes, we'll come. We okay. we will come. What's your Wi-Fi like? Uh, my Wi-Fi is actually very good. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. Is me, one day, me and Catherine will come over and we'll do a couple of shows from your apartment. How about that? Yes, that that is fantastic. I'd love it. If if, if I tell you what, if there's any way we can we can get the flights at, paid out of um, uh, by our boss, then we will come and do um, a couple of shows from uh, Dolly's Pad in Montreal, Canada. Amazing. I would love it, and your <laughs> listeners would love it too, I'm pretty sure. Well, well, do you know what? Let's see if we can make something happen. Dolly, I'm so glad um, uh, uh, that you found us. It's really... It's it, it's weird, right, to think that... Um, what, what what time is there? About six o'clock in the evening? Is it coming up to six? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. six o'clock. It's weird to think that, um, you know, me and Kath and Ed are sat here, and we're just talking away in this little booth, and, and I know people are listening because they're on Twitter and stuff, but people are listening all over the world. I find that humbling. I don't want to get too sentimental. I find it incredible. I find it incredible that you're in another country you would choose to listen to this rubbish as opposed to yes. your own well, rubbish. It's not rubbish. Oh, it's, it's, like, is. it's terrible. <laughs> no, no. I actually don't have anything else better to do right now. Like, oh. it's it, it's it's a great show. I love it. Thank you. Dolly, nice to talk to you. Um, make sure you call again, won't you? Yes. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. There we go, you see. Now, how delightful was that? Huh? Dolly, all the way. Yeah, yeah I love Dolly, too. Luis on um, uh, Twitter says, I love Dolly. I love Dolly, too. Wasn't that fantastic? Right.
Here's the plan. We, Catherine and I, we twist uh, our boss, Denny's tiny arm, and we um, we spring in for uh, 1,200 quid would cover the flights. 1,200 quid would cover the flights to Canada. I'll pay for the hotel. My room, you can you can sleep on the floor. Um, well, get get Denny to do it. Why why would he say yes to that? Oh yeah, there's no reason for him to do that. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Um, who's texted us in? Jamie says I would call, but I'm trying to sleep. I would like to meditate, but I've only used apps which are noisy. How do you meditate? Well, there's the um, uh, uh, Headspace app. I used to use. I haven't done that for a while, actually. Headspace is good. You get, like, five minutes, then it builds up to ten minutes, then it builds up to twenty minutes, and it's not that noisy. The guy that does it doesn't really talk very much. So I do that. But I also do transcendental meditation, man. I went and met um, a very softly spoken woman, I think it was, in her house when I was 17, and I paid her... I think 75 quid or something and she gave me a mantra and i'm not allowed to tell you what my mantra is but well i did some reading online and you know i think i've got the same mantra as brian wilson so if you know what brian wilson's is which you will do if you go online then you know my um and you get the mantra and then you just kind of sit there for 20 minutes and you just repeat the mantra in your head and it sounds like bullshine and it sounds like baloney oh it's wonderful it's taught me off the edge if i've had a really bad headache that could potentially be a migraine and i haven't got any pills it's kind of helped bring that back a little bit it's helped me sleep uh, it certainly helps with uh, stress. It, it, at times, it, you know, it, it, if the wind is blowing in the right direction, it will help with depression. I love it. Works for me, man. It works for me. But Headspace is uh, this little app you can get, which is absolutely free. And you have this very nice man who talks like this. And today on Headspace, we're going to try something a little bit different. We need to imagine your thoughts are like a bicycle. So it's, I'm not sure exactly what he says. He's less irritating than the um, the running person on the uh, uh, Couch to 5K app I've got. Hey, it popped up yesterday. Hey, you've not been running for a few weeks. Why not go for a run now? It's only 30 minutes. I ignored that. and she t- I haven't done it for ages. And she talks to you when you're running. You're doing great. It's it's things like that that um, make me uh, not want to run and delete that poxy app. That you're doing great. Jeez. Right there we go. An hour down. It's a nice little. Where are we? Wednesday. Nice little gentle show today. Nothing too frivolous. Nothing too heavy. Nothing too hard and fast. But um, nice and straightforward. If you want to call in, you're more. Then welcome to 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. You'll speak to either Catherine or Ed. They'll take your name and your number and call you back. And that's it. That's all you've got to do. So now's a good time because we're coming up to uh, the news and we have no other calls lined up. So 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. (laughs) 
Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Oh, remind me to tell you about the podcasts. We've got exciting news. No, not full show podcasts. It's not that exciting. Uh, it's more my ego being massaged. 0844 499 This is Talk Radio. Here's the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Person. I know. I don't drink and I don't kill. I got no evil habits and I probably never will. I don't sing like Elvis Presley. <laughs> I can't dance like Fred Astaire. But there's one thing in my favor. What? <laughs> I'm a millionaire. That's beautiful. And I got more money than a horse has. But I'll never be Robert Redford Cause I'm much too fond of beer Please don't misunderstand me It's not love I'm trying to buy It's just I got all this here money And I'm a pretty ugly guy But I got more money Than a horse has has Cause my rich old uncle died And answered all my Love me for whatever else I got. But accepting all this stuff, I'm alone in Fort Knox. I don't guess I'm doing all that hard. But I got more money than a horse has had. Cause my rich old uncle died and answered all my prayers. But having all this money is gonna bring me down. It wasn't the song I meant to play, but either way, it's still a brilliant song. Dr. Hook, we'll have Dennis LaCorrier later on. Um, much later on, because he's a night owl. He's a rock and roll star. And he doesn't even get up until half past 12 at night. Uh, which is unfortunate if you're going to go and see him in concert and you're expecting it to start at 8 o'clock at night. He won't be up for another four and a half hours, guys. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. So here's the thing. Um, 
This show's been going, what, since March the 21st, I think, was the date that we all started here, and we've been doing a daily podcast, and sometimes we put out two podcasts. Well, we are well over a... And I don't know the exact figures yet, and we'll get them. But we are well over, well over a million downloads of our podcast. Imagine that. A million. Over... A million. Now, what that means is you've got to keep on um, downloading them, okay? And if you're downloading the hooky versions, I know that there are people out there putting out hooky versions. That's brilliant. I don't have a problem with that. Um, If you're downloading the hooky versions, you have to download the um, legal versions as well, either from iTunes or from your Podbean or from your the talk radio website or from your usual podcast provider. Because if you don't, if you just download the hooky versions, there won't be a show. There won't be a show. Because um, if we don't get enough people listening to the show on Rajar and online and in podcast form, um, then there won't be a show. You know, why Why would they want to keep me here? So a million downloads is brilliant, guys. It's a great start. Uh, and uh, let's see if we can get some more. But, but genuinely, very touched that the, uh, it's been downloaded a million times. Um, so thank you very much for that. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Yes, Dom. Hiya. Oh, Dom. That was bloody boring. <laughs> Dom uh, was our uh, Dom was our guinea pig, and they asked him to be. I'm trying to be Heinz Wolf. Are you old enough to remember Heinz Wolf, Dom? Yeah, I think I remember him vaguely. Uh, my name is Hans Wolf, and today on the Great Day Grace, we are going to ask the people to build a boat. No, that sounds ridiculous. That's um, Count Dracula. That was Count Dracula. Um, yeah, Count Dracula, Sesame Street. Yes, the, the, I love to count. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> um, so we asked you to turn off. Um, you, you like to be surrounded by noise, and we asked you to turn stuff off for 20 minutes. What did you do? Um, I, well, I did the washing up first. That was okay. Yeah. But then, as, as you said, as you commanded, I, for ten minutes I sat and did nothing. Yeah. And that was that was tough. Where did where did um, where did your head go? Uh, I was sitting on the sofa in the lounge. Yeah. Yeah, but no, and... but inside your... <laughs> so oh, right. Physically, you were there. You, you took, physically, I was you like, took your head to the sofa. That's great. Inside <laughs> your head, what was what was the journey like? Um, it was kind of, you know, doing a bit of just general admin, like, oh, got to do this, got to do that, that sort of thing. But half the stuff, it was really frustrating because it was, do this, oh, I'll just go and book that. Oh, no, I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to touch my phone or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was tough. Yeah. And 10 minutes has never lasted so long. And that's the thing. It slows time down incredibly, doesn't it? You know, the, the whole day can go past so quickly because it, it's it's full of stuff. Uh, but if you sit still for 10, 20 minutes with, with nothing and just allow your thoughts... Did you try and... Um, did kind of thoughts pop up in your head and did you just go with them? Or were you going, oh, I don't want to think that? Or, or you know, were you trying to control your thoughts? Um, no, I think I just pretty much went with it. Yeah. Um, I didn't, didn't really need to control anything. Okay. Do you think you might... Do you think you might be onto something? Maybe, yeah. I think it would be useful to do, just to do some kind of brain admin, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, sort your thoughts together. It's that thing, and I genuinely think this is a, this is um, 
a problem for the the generation of kids we have now um my kids don't know what it's like to be bored and have nothing to do right that very i remember growing up and I remember the, the kind of the mantra to my mum was, Mom, I'm bored. I'm bored. Because we didn't have television. You know, television stopped at three o'clock in the afternoon. The TV... Hey, kids, get this. TV turned off at three in the afternoon. There were, literally, there were no programmes on. And now television is closing down until half past five. And it would stop. Um, pubs would close. Not relevant to us as kids, but pubs would close at about three o'clock for three hours. Everything kind of stopped and we would... You could be bored. But now, Dom, people... There's not time to get bored. People say I'm bored, but they'll have the TV on and their phone on and maybe even a laptop on their laps. I've done that. I've been in that place where I've had three screens going at once and I've caught myself going, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just so easy to have a flick through Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, of course. And, I did uh, consider live-tweeting my, my uh, ten minutes of silence. Oh, Dom! I thought that was against the <laughs> that would have been the that, spirit was, of it. that was against the spirit of it. Well done. The thing, um, th- and I'm because I'm not really on Facebook. Okay, I don't really do Facebook. I I have a, a like a, a personal Facebook profile, but it's it's private. I have about eight friends on there. Um, one's Kath, one is a couple of other friends, but I don't I don't post on there. <clears throat> excuse me, and I don't use it to put up pictures of things or or, or really keep tabs on anything. I only have that account so that I can run the Ian Lee Facebook page and a couple of geeky music Facebook pages. But I don't use Facebook in the way that I suspect the majority of Facebook users do. So I don't really have a problem with that. For me, the thing is Twitter. And it is it is like being in an abusive relationship. You know, that weird phenomenon that people... Um, struggle to understand and struggle to explain that it ties in with this cult film that I watched today holy hell but if you're in a if you're in an abuse abusive relationship and you can speak to a, a, a battered partner a man or woman that's got bruises and whatever and they say and someone says well why don't you leave her why don't you leave him oh but she loves me so much and I love her but they've just pushed you down the stairs and battered you and and not to demean that I, I kind of feel that that is transferable to to twitter twitter is is for me personally is is generally abusive and is unpleasant but they, i get I, but i love it so much and sometimes twitter can be so kind to me dom that i have to keep going back yeah i mean i, I think that's definitely the experience of a lot of people with you know a certain public profile um, um i've recently transitioned from twitter using it you know i'm basically using facebook like twitter now because I found the 140 character limit just so difficult to actually say anything. It's pointless. And I really, if I, I've said this before, and I, I mean this sincerely, I think, if I didn't have to promote, a, a, you know, a new radio show on a new radio station, or if I didn't have CDs to sell or live shows to to sell, I would I would delete Twitter. I would love to delete Twitter and wipe my hands of it and i can't maybe maybe i can dom and maybe i choose not to perhaps that's it perhaps i could i could walk away from twitter but i choose not to i'm never sure how how effective twitter is as a marketing tool do you know what i just had a little um 
when I when I said maybe I can walk away from Twitter, but I choose not to, I had a little um, flicker of excitement in my stomach. Just a little little flicker. I might be onto something there. We'll see. Dom, uh, thank you for being such a good sport, and um, who knows where that might lead? It might not lead to anywhere, and that's that's all valid. But I appreciate you having a go, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks very much. Cheers, Dom. Thank you very much indeed. A little. Oh, you little liar. Oh, you little liar. Oh, do you remember that, Canada boy? Oh, you little liar. Oh, you got me right on the nipples, Tommy. Do you remember that? He'd flick his, his um, braces. Oh, you got me right on the nipples, Tommy. Oh, you little liar. You little liar. They made a film, didn't they, Cannon and Ball? The Boys in Blue. I don't think I've ever seen it, but um, if there was a cinema that was to say, Saturday evening, 7 o'clock, we're going to show The Boys in Blue, the Cannon and Ball movie. I, you'd see me there. Oh, I'd be there. I, as long as it's like six quid, something like that. I'd go and see... Uh, can we arrange that? Can we arrange a screening of um, the Cannon and Ball movie, The Boys in Blue? Oh, you little liar. Oh, you piggin. He'd say piggin, wouldn't he? Oh, I'm a, got me in the picking nibbles. Um, I would do that. Maybe I'll... OK. Uh, would anyone else come? Kath, Kath and Ed are looking down uh, at their screens. Um, I, OK, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> I think it's a terrible film. We'll try and find a cinema and arrange a screening of the Cannon and Ball movie, Boys in Blue. And we'll invite Cannon and Ball along for a Q&A afterwards. Boom. No, I don't know if we could do that. Uh, 0844 This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Someone sent me a link well, to the boys in blue. You need flipping Clint Eastwood up here. Ha! Ha! Head him up, move him out. Stop him, doggies moving. Oh, it looks quite good. They ain't doggies, them cows. I know that, you stupid farmer. Why didn't you take them up the motorways? Why do Ah, but little bottom market's up there. Just get him out of here. Ha! 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 How do you turn them? I don't turn them. Dog turns them. Oh, where's the flipping dog? Didn't bring the dog. No turns. Tis straight road to market. Listen, don't get me annoyed, boy, because if you get me annoyed, that lot will be coin beef in no time. I'll tell you something. I'm going to kill these pigging cows in a minute. Come on, <laughs> come on, what's the problem? Turn them round. We need a dog. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to kill these pigging cows in a minute. It sounds all right, that. Oh, well, that's my tomorrow. Sorted. 0844-499-1000 is the phone number. Hannah, Jonathan, stay there. Let's go to Kyle. Evening, Kyle. Evening, you all right? I'm all right. What you got for us, boss? Well, I was going to say from that clip you just played, have you ever taken someone up the motorway? Have, have I ever taken someone up the motorway? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, it, it, it was a vague attempt at humour. So. Explain. I, I, I don't want to, but what I will tell you yeah. is that the video shop behind my house had a, uh, in the days we could rent VHS, yeah. had a copy of The Boys in Blue, since Bobby was from Rochdale. Yeah. He used to have a nightclub in the town, Braces. Oh, 
blimey. Did and, uh, fantastic. Yeah, and uh, it was a signed, uh, the cover, the video cover was signed. And if you got it out from the shop, uh, they always used to give you a photo copy of the cover, didn't they? On the Yeah, uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, in the old, olden days. Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah, so there you go. Bobby Ball. Right I, I, I tell you what we do. Let's get Bobby Ball on the show, Catherine. Let's get Bobby Ball. I want Bobby Ball on my show. That is what we're going oh, Don't do it. Don't say it in a Jimmy Summer voice. Um, we get, we're going to get um, uh, Bobby Ball on the show. That's what we're going to do. And then we're going to have a screening of Boys in Blue. How's about them apples? My friend as well uh, once had a wee and a cubicle next to him. Cubicle or, he... or st- urinal stall? A urinal stall. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, Bobby uh, looked at me mate, and went, all right, cocker. Yeah. And uh, he was telling that story. Bet he's hung like a horse, Bobby Ball. <laughs> Do you think? I wouldn't be surprised. The little ones often are. Ah, well, you reminded me as well yeah. about the uh, my favourite joke. I know, I think I know what your favourite joke is. Okay. The one is about I can't come into work today. No, I that's don't... not my favourite joke. My favourite joke not? is um, um, can I use your dictaphone? Uh, no, use your yeah, okay. Use your finger like everyone else. That's my favourite yeah. joke. But the one about why, why I can't come into work is a good joke. I can't Are come into like... I can't come into work today, boss. Why not? I'm sick. What's wrong with you? Well, I'm in bed with my sister. That was, do you know what? I thought you were going to edit that for the Periscope people. There's no Periscope. Oh. There's I no people. Oh. I, I, I mean, it's slightly censored. You, 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 it, it can be delivered with a little bit more of a, a, a sweary flourish, but, um, that, that, you know, that kind of... Um, that does the job. Go on, so what's, well, what's yours then? Well, it reminded me, because when you were talking about being bored, yeah. uh, the, uh, and I'm rubbish at telling jokes, but uh, that little kid walking around in circles, yes. and he says, uh, Mum, I'm bored. And she went, shut it, or I'll nail your other foot to the floor. Oy! But then when you deconstruct that, and you analyse a child, what is he, seven? A seven-year-old child with his foot nails to the floor, but it's such a long nail, right, that there's still a gap between the head of the nail and the shoe, if I'm assuming he's wearing a shoe, he may not be in your image, but mm. it, it's the, the, it's there's enough gap that he can spin the foot around. Well, in, in fairness, my brother was six when I did it to him, and he didn't complain. Yeah, yeah. So, and it, but but imagine, right? That there was a news report about a parent that had actually done that. We'd want to lynch them up, wouldn't we? We'd want to string them up. Yeah. I'm not saying you should do it. I'm no. not advising it. As no, 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 no. Um, but no, the other thing, the actual thing that I rang for, which you always have a knack of doing, yeah. of uh, coming up with great subjects, was uh, a serious one, was about the guy, uh, the sleeping thing. And um, I didn't, or the meditation, I didn't believe it until about two years ago when I tried it. And yeah. the trick is, apparently, to concentrate on your breathing when you're going to bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what, 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 how, what, are you are you counting your breaths? Are you what, just noticing as you breathe out? What are you doing? Um, so what I do is when I go to bed, uh, it's just, it's basically fog, and you just listen to your chest. God, it's weird. I can't describe it, but I think it was in a newspaper, and I was like, no, there's no way that's genuine. And I've tried it, and ever since, touch wood, I've been fine ever since. It's like I can just crisp straight off. Um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one, isn't it? I, I, we all get caught up in 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 noise and sound and technology and um, bright lights and stuff. And uh, 
some of the simple skills like how to fall asleep uh we're kind of losing a little bit and it's um it's 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 weird but yeah meditation's easy people think that to meditate you have to um you have to imagine yourself standing on top of a hill and you can see out to the rolling mists that you can do it that way and you can get guided meditations or like you say you can just you can just follow your breath you can count your breath you know every time you uh, you breathe in you count you count one up till 10 and then you keep repeating that there's loads of there's loads of little tricks you can do that um help your mind switch off yeah because that thing about because most people got a bed and rather worrying about what's happened that day or they're worrying about a meeting tomorrow or they're thing. having filthy sex oh wait i don't do that no so. no, no 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 sorry no, no, my, I, I saw it in a film once oh it's a good film thank you kyle all right no worries touch you by 0844 499 1000 yes hannah Hello. what kind of cake what kind of cake lemon drizzle is the theme for tonight oh anyway i'm dying for a pee well, thanks so much for sharing that with us. Why don't you go and have one? Well, I can't because I'm driving, right. and I want to know how I can purchase a Shiwi. Um, you have to go back to 1997 when they were a thing, and um, get one, or just just get uh, a plastic bag. Oh, just get a plastic, right. just get a plastic bag or and a funnel. Here we go. This is what you do. This is for women, right? So you get a funnel, like you get for oil in your car, and you get a plastic bag, and you sellotape the plastic bag to the end of the funnel, and you get the big bit, and you sit on it, and then you just whittle through that. There you go. Sorted. It's it's like um it's like a non-invasive catheter. <laughs> or get catheterized. That's another thing. That's what they do to astronauts. They have a catheter. Do they? Yeah. I thought they peed in a like a little um, tank thing. A tank thing. How could you pee in a tank? They, they either wear nappies or they wear a catheter. It's one of the two. Alright. I know my space travel. Space is why I don't want to be an astronaut. It's not as glamorous as you think. And also, their bones thin while they're up in space. Yeah, they shrink, don't they? No. Oh. They stretch when they're in space because there's no gravity, so they stretch, but their bones thin, and then when they come back to to Earth, they they um they shrink. Yeah, because that Tim guy said he shrunk. Yeah, I d- I don't know if I believe him. Oh. I think he says a lot of stuff for effect. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be the case. Anyway, are you feeling better? Uh, I still got stomachache. I still got this this um, this stomachache, and I've got the kids tomorrow, so it could be a long old day. Uh, I'll make them watch the boys in blue. That's what we'll do. Yeah, that's what we'll do. All right, then I'm still dying for a pee. So... Okay, well then, don't let me hold you back. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Jonathan, thanks, fans. But what kind of cake? Hey, look at you! Look at you freestyling. You're getting all the um, all the catchphrases out, and you're just chucking them all over the shop. That's brilliant. Well, there's three now. Which is the best one? Um, well, they all have their own unique power. What you got um, for us, Jonathan? 
Well, I wanted to geek out a bit about the Dreamcast because I'm going to see uh, an orchestra tomorrow and they're going to be playing computer game music. Oh, yeah. Whereabouts is this? Uh, the Barbican. It's the London Philharmon- uh, Philharmonic Orchestra. Hang on a minute. Why wasn't I asked to host this like I was last time they did it? Do you want me to ask, ask them when I arrive? Flip it. Who's hosting it? Let me find out who's hosting it. Barbican. I don't know. Now, I'm going to find out. Because I did. I hosted the London Philharmonic <laughs> playing video game music about four years ago. Hang on a second. The Barbican. Um, Barbican Centre. Barbican. Barbican Music. Let me click on this. We're going to. We're going to find out who's hosting. It. Shut up, Jonathan. So Shut up, Jonathan. Because I'm on a mission now. Close that. Um, whale watching. Um, Jarvis Cocker, the Fairy Queen. What's on? Are you sure this is on? It doesn't say it's on. It's on tomorrow. Symphonic Fantasies. Here we go. Here we go. Um, features symphonic arrangements from some of Square Enix's most cherished role-playing franchise- franchises. That one. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. You sure? I'm pretty sure. Otherwise, you... I'm going to be going to nothing. Eight o'clock. Who's yeah, hosting, who's, about hosting right. who's hosting it? Uh, this will be the LSO's seventh live video game concert performance. I hosted one. Um, um, no, 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 no. They haven't got. They haven't got a host. Um, they obviously realised that I did <laughs> such a good job that they were never going to top that. So they've not bothered getting a host. Yes, Jonathan, you have my permission to go to that. Did you enjoy it when you went? Did you yeah, I did. To it? I didn't get. You know, I didn't get to hear a lot because I would go off stage when they played, and uh, you go off stage through soundproof doors, so I didn't really get to hear a lot. Uh, I didn't enjoy it that much because I was really, 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 really nervous. Uh, standing in front of the London Philharmonic Orchestra at the uh, at the Royal Festival Hall, it was terrifying. Um, but what I heard was brilliant, and, you know, the g- conductor, it's a different conductor, a guy called Andrew, I think his name was, uh, was delightful. It was it was a thrill. I mean, th- I was totally out of place, but it was an absolute thrill. Oh, you'll love it, man. It'll be brilliant. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, did you say you played Fantasy Star Online on the Dreamcast? Yeah, of course I did. I, I, I was one of the first, I was literally one of the first people in this country to have a Dreamcast. I had a Dreamcast before they were even released, and I was playing Fancy Star Online and Choo Choo Rocket like nobody's business. Oh, Choo Choo Rocket. That had such a good soundtrack as well. It was such a crazy game. I don't really remember. I know you used squares and you had to move around, and it was a bit like Bomberman, kind of. I don't really remember it, but it was... Um, uh, yeah, it was It was fun. The Dreamcast, I, I genuinely think, is probably the best game console... You know, there ever has been. I mean, the Xbox One now, you know, destroys it because it can do everything a Dreamcast did and more. But at the time, I thought it was um, it was a work of absolute genius. Do you remember what you played as in Fantasy Star Online? Do, do I remember when I played it? What you played as? You can choose a class. Oh, I don't. I don't remember. But I would just go in and um, um, annoy people. But you couldn't talk <laughs> yeah. to them, could you? You had to type stuff i think didn't you no one had the keyboards yeah you had to use I, the I controller had, to select i had the keyboard manually. i had the keyboard oh okay oh, mate, I was, mate, mate i'm i'm full on i'm full on geek <laughs> but that was when online games hadn't really been invented for consoles yet so everyone was kind of on 56k modems yeah uh, playing with people in japan it was really really fun yeah good times
And you were the first. Yes, I was literally the first person to uh, to play it, and so therefore it was quite lonely online. But um, I remember I was doing the 11 o'clock show, and I'd heard that Richard Bacon had, had got a free Dreamcast, and this was I'd never blagged anything. And I remember saying to people in the office, am I as famous as Richard Bacon? Do you think I'm <laughs> as famous as Richard Bacon? Do you think I could... Uh, and my friend phoned up Sony and said, uh, yeah, working with Ian Lee uh, on the 11 o'clock show, he'd love a Dreamcast. You can drop it off tonight. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Boom. Those were the days. Now, now I'm trying to get a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox. No one wants to know. I haven't bought a console in about 15 years. I might end up buying one this week. Oh, my God. It's Just all like gone. Come on. Here we go. Come on, Sony. Come on, Microsoft. Who's Which one is going to win my favour? Who's going to deliver me a free console first? Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Oh, they'll be fighting outside the office. No, no one's listening to this rubbish. No one's. Jonathan, enjoy that. It'll be a fantastic evening, I'm sure. 0844 499 1000. As and David, you'll be up next. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844 499 1000. Yes, as. What kind of cake? Hip, 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 as you were. Thank you very much. Thank you, fans. What type of cake? Hmm. Raspberry cake. Raspberry cake? Yeah, just something with raspberry in it. That's not <laughs> There's no such thing as raspberry cake. Anything with raspberry in it. Well, but you said the, the question was what kind of cake, and you said raspberry cake, and that is. You got carrot cake, you got chocolate, why can't you have raspberry cake? He's got me on a technicality. I think you That's may have joke. just invented. The most delicious sounding cake of all time, the raspberry mm, cake. Oh, beer raspberry on oh, my cake. I love beer raspberry cake. Oh, lovely. Oh, I fa- I'm going to just make love to the raspberry cake. Oh, little beer raspberry. Get that raspberry all over. Lovely. Okay. I've uh, got a new fiver today. Oh, I'm, oh yeah. Did, did one, one sold on eBay for £14.50. Eh? A new fiver last yeah. week sold on eBay. For fourteen pounds fifty, my one cost me a fiver. Yeah, because it's a fiver. <laughs> it's a fiver. I'm sure this but... is true. A five. Honestly, a new five pound note. So I meant to mention this the other week. A new five pound note sold on eBay for fourteen pounds fifty. That we we are we are in broken. Britain. Theresa May can shove it up her backside. We are all Brexit, doomed. Right? We are because all... of Brexit. It is because it's, of... No, it's it's because of the immigrants. That's what it is. It's because of the immigrants. It's inflation because of the immigrants. Hang on a minute. I'm trying and like to... Muslims and stuff or something like that. Hang, hang on. Ten. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on a minute. Someone's listed a £5 note on it. This is insane. <laughs> This is insane. Go on eBay and type in new £5. Do it. It's insane. Someone's listing a new £5 note for £7.50 plus 95 pence postage, right? Ten plastic polymer £5 notes, brand new. So that's worth 50 quid, yeah? I bet it's fake as well. There's a bid for £51. (laughs) What? But mine cost me a fiver. Plus two pounds postage. New 2016 five pound note, eight pounds 54. Bank of England, 
UK New Polymer £5 note, bank consecutive prefix AA01. £77! Can you put in a best offer for it? Put 450 in. Here's one here! 2016! Right, it, it, this is... Buy it now price is £9! What yeah, is put going in a, put on? In best offer of 450 There's one here. £5 note, brand new. It's for five pounds, <laughs> but it's four pound postage. <laughs> <laughs> what? what I want to know is though, can I use that new five pound note in all the machines now? Yes. How does that work? Oh no! Oh, sorry, let me rephrase that. No. No. I'm just, I'm just tweeting this. Someone's gone mad. Five pound notes for sale on eBay. Um, no, I don't think you can use it in the new machines. That's a really excellent, yet um, slightly dull point. Do they have to replace all the machines, or yes. do they just reprogram them? Yes. Both, oh, yes. Hey, Paul Burrows. Paul Burrows, uh, discovered your show today on a train from Glasgow. The hell does that mean? I don't know if I, I want... I think you Paul... can get raspberry cake on that train. I don't know if I want Paul Burroughs listening to this show. I don't know if Paul Burroughs is the kind of guy we want listening to this show. If he's discovering radio shows discarded on trains from Glasgow... I'll give him Probably the benefit... Probably while he was bidding on a £5 note. I'll give him the, the benefit of the doubt. Um, um, yeah, no, I don't think the £5 notes do f- fit in the machines. Um, so I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, I guess they have to put in a new slot. Is that, I don't know. Is that how they do it? Right. Because it's smaller, isn't it? Um, well, yeah, but it it needs to, the, the, the gripping mechanism. I imagine that these machines work by, there's like a sort of, like a, a gripping mechanism behind the screen that, fits perfectly around the five ten or twenty or fifty pound note and it senses the size to denote how much change to give you i thought there was a little dwarf inside there could be there could be Mm. Uh, you reminded me um uh uh there is the film i wanted to watch today on netflix wasn't um holy hell it was the new christopher guest film uh mascots Never heard of it. Well, well, Christopher Guest did um, Best in Show, A Mighty Wind, and he was also in Spinal Tap. And he, uh, his, his films are great. Waiting for Guffman is a work of genius. But his films, in my humble opinion, um, have, have each successive film has been significantly less funny than the one before it. The last one that I saw of his, for your consideration, was just an absolute turkey. When um, was that made? Sorry? When was that made? I don't know, but I saw it on an aeroplane going to America. So that that must have been quite... I don't think I've been on an aeroplane to America for a long time. So I don't know. But Mascots is coming out on Netflix, and um, I saw the trailer for it, and it's got Fred Willard in it, who is the funniest person in the world. And he's is talking... It a film or a show? It's a film. And oh, okay. he, he's talking to a person of um, restricted height. And he's going, oh, it's so great to see a little guy. So tell me, do they do they shrink you that size so you fit in the suit? It's that kind of thing. And that's what uh, reminded me of that. But I, 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 uh, it, it may be absolutely rubbish. Hmm. Ian, I made a bit of a boo-boo today when I was going to call you earlier. Yeah. 
Lucas, I thought I'd found something amazing while I was listening to one of your old podcasts. Yes. And it turned out it wasn't that amazing. Do you remember in the uh, the Good Evening show, there was that um, old lady, I assume, called Maureen. Uh, Maureen from Tottenham, who would phone up and say, Oh, you can put your donut in my uh, donut ring? Oh, oh I, I want you to spank me bottom, Ian. Yes. Spank me bottom. Yes. yes, that one. Yeah. So I was listening to it, and it was February 2007, and you were talking about season three of Lost or something. Okay. And um, and she phones up, and you were talking about the psychic show, and she's and then you said, oh, I heard you on Clive's show the other night. You predicted something yeah. about um, a terrorist attack in London. Oh yeah. She's like, yeah, 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 from um, sometime between June and September. And I was like, hang on, huh? 2007, June and September, seven seven bombings. Hey, that's and a... then I remembered that the seven was nothing to do with the year, and that was two years earlier in 2005. Oh, you absolute prune. What was I even listening to that for? What a waste of my life. So he's, he's wasted 2016, Ian, by talking about 2007, Ian, in a call that was a waste then. I look forward to speaking to you in, in 2027 about this call, you absolute prune. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, Steve in Bristol is saying, Cannon and Ball, as funny as woodworm in a false leg. No, 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 no. The, um, in, I'm sure this was Cannon and Ball. The invisible, um, snooker table sketch was genius. Oh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not having that revisionist nonsense. Um, that, uh, Cannon and Ball weren't funny. No, not having that at all. They were brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, David. Hello, Ian. Hello, David. Long time no speak. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this film you're on about, Boys in Blue. Yes, sir. Can you watch the original first, please? Um, no. Why? I don't like Will Hay. Oh, he's funny. Um, I... I... Do you not like him because he slags off slough? No, I slag off slough. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I just... No, he calls it slough. Well, so did my uncle Huey. Mm. Um, I just, no, I just, I never got Will Hay. I always thought he was quite tedious. Whereas mm. Cannon and Ball, beautiful. Uh, is it nothing to do? Is it Susan Dando's in that film? Oh, is she? Not the Will Hay film. <laughs> yes, no, in the Cannon and Ball film. She might be, yes. Yeah, she was, um... She is. She was the sexy lady in... She was the British sexy lady in the early 80s, wasn't she? She was. She was. She had a very naughty um, look about her. And what about the Roy, Roy Kinnear's in it as well, if I remember correctly? Roy Kinnear is in it, and the only reason I know that is because I was just watching the opening titles during that last break. Ah. Sorry? Ah, you're giving the game away now. Well, no, I've, I've just, I just... No, there's no game. Have you seen... So what will, will Hay films haven't you seen them? I don't know if I've seen any Will Hate films. I was just showing off that I knew what film it was based on. Oh, right, okay. Mm. But the fact that I've never... The fact that I can't... I must have seen a Will Hate film. And the fact that I can't remember any indicates just how poor... No, they're really very good and... All right, I'll tell you what. what, um, uh, Let's let's put this to the test. Hang on a second. YouTube. Let's let's get out Will Hate. Will Hate... Um, there we go. Let's have a little look at what we got here. Oh, Mr. Porter. That's a good one. Yeah, should we watch a bit of that? 
Yeah. All right, let's let's just jump. I'm jumping random. Here we go. Twelve minutes into. Oh, Mr. Porter. No, you want you want where the where the postman flopped. Hang on, up. hang on. It's a man with suitcases in the pouring rain. Yeah. Next train's gone. Time's gone. Right, let's jump forward a bit. Something funny. Fifteen shillings. Right. I tell you what I'll do. I'll take the small pig in full settlements. So you not only steal me pigs, but you charge me fifteen shillings for the privilege. Oh, it's a rule of the company. You can't break it. Oh no. Well, here's where I break something belonging to the company. Uh, hello. Has he gone? No. Oh, you. Uh, this is the station. What can I do for you? What's that? A fire? Where? At the farm? Who's farm? No, good gracious. What are you Look, uh, it, I have seen a Will Hay film, I remember him perfectly. Um, it's what you might call, David, a little slow. Yeah, but the gags are good and clean. You could, you, the, the kids, your kids could watch that. Yeah, but they wouldn't, they, <laughs> they wouldn't laugh. Mm-hmm, no, I suppose it. Things have changed quite a lot since those days. Things have changed. Well, but but funny, still funny. It's like, um, you know, a good Laurel and Hardy film still makes me laugh. Here we go. I think we got Will Hay phoning up. Um, <laughs> I think he is uh, a good, uh, you know, and a good yeah. um, a good Marx Brothers film is still funny. Mm, I've never really watched Marx Brothers. Oh, mate, watch watch Laurel and Hardy. You can't beat the chat up line, can you? When he's in, when he's, uh, is it way out west? And he's saying, uh, well, it's only five months till Christmas and all this rubbish. He's trying to make small talk with some woman. I guess you, I guess you had to be there at the time. David, thank you very much indeed. Ty! Hey, Ian. Hey, man. Um, so I really wrestled with this, making this call tonight. Because I'm going to talk to, I'm going to talk to you about right to die. And obviously, it's taken a little bit of a left turn from from funny or not so funny movies. Um, and I really wrestle with making the call, uh, but I have made the call now. You've made it, so let's go with it. And I like clunky gear changes. So go on. Would you? And then this is this proves perfectly that the show is about nothing and it's about everything, and it is mm. led primarily by you lot. So what do you want to say about it? Well, um, I've got quite a unique story, and I was listening to, been catching up on a podcast, yeah. so I only recently found out that it was your mum's birthday on Sunday. Yes. Um, and that happens to be the 2nd of October, the anniversary of, of my parents who chose to die on that day. And, um, and that was obviously quite a, sort of an, an important time for me. Yeah. And, um... I really wrestle with making a call because I didn't want it to come over as really self-indulgent. I'm not fishing for sympathy or anything like that. No, no, no. But it's an interesting story. And yeah, I go on. Wanted to, sh- to share it. And also, wanted to kind of get your thoughts on some of the questions that comes with that. Yes. And because, obviously, I found out that it is your mum's birthday on Sunday and, and, and from what I understand, she's not very well and she's in her home and all of that. Yeah. Um, and because it sort of shares that same date, I think that's what made me sort of compelled... To, to call, um, and I wondered what your thoughts were on your own sort of situation. If you were faced with a decision, with her decision that she wanted to make that call, how you would have, or how you would feel with that? I don't know if she's in a position. To I would, I would call. back her up entirely. Well, absolutely, and that's what I did, and and I sort of figured that 
from the kind of idea of the person that you are, from what I get from, you know, listening to the show and stuff, yeah. that that's sort of a no-brainer. But then you're kind of left with sort of questions afterwards. Uh, I have been left with questions afterwards. Um, not sort of so much as, you know, should I have not supported them or, you know... You're, can I like ask, that. Ty, let me ask, let me just clear up, join a few d- d- dots here in my head. Mm. So your parents chose to die on the same day? Uh, yes, it's quite a unique story. Well, go on, what happened? Um, my dad was sick for a long time, and my parents were hippies, and my dad was sick for quite a long time. He had cancer for about seven years. I always knew, though, um, from quite a young age, that they were big advocates of right to choose. Um, and when my dad was diagnosed sick with cancer, it was made very clear to me, and we had many sort of long discussions about him making that choice when it got to the point where the quality of life diminished too far yeah. and that there was none left, um, that he would take his own life rather than be in a situation where he had no quality of life. That's not the most uncommon thing to happen in the world, but I think what makes this quite unique is that my mother chose to go with him. And she wasn't ill? She wasn't terminally sick, no. Can I ask what was wrong with her? Uh, well, she was, she just had a sort of a history of health issues, right. let's just say, various kind of things, but nothing that, you know, would have prevented her from living on. But she made that choice out of love for him. So where, hang on a minute, where did, where did they do this then? Because I thought that you could only do it if, um, you were, you were terminally ill. Um, <laughs> Well, you can only make you can only do it in certain, um, from what I understand, in certain. You still can't do it over here. You have yeah. to go to places like Switzerland, right? Yeah, yeah. Dignitas stuff. Um, that's if you go through an organisation, right? But if you choose to do it yourself, nobody can stop you, can they? Oh, okay. So it was it was um, uh, what would be more commonly referred to, I guess. And correct me if I'm wrong. If from the outside, yeah. it would be it could be referred to as a suicide, suicide. pact. Suicide, yeah. Right. It, that's what it was. It was right. suicide. Okay. Uh, I mean, that is that is a term you give to that event. But it was still their choice to kind of do that, obviously. Suicide is. Yeah. But she chose to go with him because she could not live, literally could not live without him. Um, and although she could have lived on um, physically, you know, she wasn't sort of dying, um, she, chose, she chose not to. And I supported them both in that decision. Yeah. But I also knew about it for many, 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 many years. Um, so I also had a long, long time to prepare myself and, you know, to have those conversations with them and prepare their affairs and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and um, I, think, I think her choosing to go with him is more... I don't know if I use the word shocking, but but it's sort of what makes it more unique, I think, mm. than many other cases. Oh yeah, it certainly adds a, a, a different a, a twist on things. Yes. Yeah, and um, so yeah, and, and it was just because when when I just heard on the podcast, you know, that it was your mum's birthday, and I know that she's in a sort of situation that isn't great. Would you rather she had made that choice? And could have gone before she got into a state. Here's an interesting thing. Yes, I, I have had the conversation with her years ago about have you ever considered 
um, that your quality of life is uh, not good enough and you would rather end it all. And she surprised me by saying, yeah, she, she had had that conversation with a friend in the care home and she had decided that she wanted to stay alive. Well, that's, uh, that's all well and good. Now, when she got really ill uh, earlier this year and she was dying, the uh, doctors took me to one side and said, you have to decide um, whether you would want your mother, if she died whether you would want her to be resuscitated you know there is a chance that you know she might she might die because of what is going on or because of an operation that we perform on her and you need to decide whether you want her resuscitated and it what was really interesting right and i didn't mention this to anyone but the doctors were leaning on me this is really interesting actually they were leaning on me to say that i wouldn't want her resuscitated now and I'm, I, I, the decision has already been made between me and my mother and my sister. And I'm not going to say what that decision is either way, because it's, it's, it's kind of private at the moment. But the doctors were leaning on me. They were kind of... It was, it, was, it was weird. They didn't say... We, they didn't come out and say, we think you should let her die. If she dies, you should leave her at that. They, they, they said... Can't. No, they can't. They said, but you really need to take in consideration how frail she is... Um, and bringing someone back to life is a you know is a physical trauma because they they batter the bejesus out of you you know to get mm. your heart started again. Mm. You've really got to bear in mind the physical trauma and the quality of life she she would have and the, the fact that there there is a slight chance there could possibly be brain damage and and all of this and they were basically saying we think you should let her die if she dies and all of that. Um, it's slightly irrelevant, but it was an interesting tangent. But um, I, I kind of look back, and after the stresses we've had with the care home, which are all now sorted, and I look at my mum's quality of life, and when I visit her on Saturday, yeah. um, and I said this to my sister, and I felt terribly guilty, part of me wishes she had died uh, in May, because she hasn't got any quality. She, she has very little quality of life, you know. She has very little quality of life. So um, I'm going off on a tangent. I forgot what your yeah. question was, but I think that people should have their own. I, I, it seems an absolute no-brainer to me that that you should should have the right to end your life if um, y- y- you know you're very very ill. Yeah, and any kind of sane, reasonable person would have to support that. Uh, well, no, I think. Yeah, that, because, that's because that's because that's because surely cause... we've got we've all got a choice. Over our own yeah, mentality. that's because that's what you think that you think that's a sensible choice. I can kind of understand why some people don't think that. It seems like a no-brainer to me, but I understand why some people don't think like well, some that. Some people, some people are against the assisted suicide thing, which is a different, yeah, a slightly different subject because assisted suicide obviously brings up third parties and then you have to start looking at their intentions yep. you know, what they can to get but right to die where you're making your own choice as a well. person of good mental health and you make a you know decision you know that, that is clear and it's supported and you get it notarized etc etc then um how could anybody argue again? well then it could it, it could it could be argued though that, that that you've you've still had pressure from an outside been source coerced. you've been coerced yeah into thinking that that's what you want to do there is always that that kind of. I don't buy the religious argument, and I've had arguments with with religious people about oh, only God, only God decides when we die. Well, no, that's <laughs> stupid. And but and they they always say that that um, pain treatment is so good these days. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still not perfect. You know, it's I've, you know I've seen people with cancer in agony. Yeah, and qual- and quality of life 
is every every person's quality of life is different, and and as that world diminishes, yeah. your the the standards that where you put quality, you know, the bar <laughs> becomes lower, yeah. um, and sort of you know the, the, your your world gets smaller and smaller. And he went right right up to the end, my dad, yeah. and literally had the last sort of four days that I that I physically saw, you know, quality disappearing because it happened very very quickly at the very very end ty i i have to interrupt because we're coming up to the news thank oh. you for that mate don't ever feel um awkward about phoning in with stuff that's completely off tangent or off script those those are the best i i, I get the most pleasure out of having those conversations so thank you man okay well good to speak to you thanks a lot man take care you never know what's going to happen do you you see you never know what's going to happen. 084, thank you for that, Ty. 0844 499 This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. 0844 499 We'll have um, Dennis LaCorrier from Dr. Hook on soon. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I don't believe it. Yeah.
Fall. I love that song. Love that song. Um, oh, wait, for, we'll have Dennis Lecorio from Dr. Hook on later on, and he'll talk about the tour, and he'll talk about whatever he wants to talk about, because um, I could sit and listen to him for hours. And if I don't tell him the show is finished, he will sit and talk for hours. <laughs> That's what he does. He's doing a tour. And um, there's... Uh, it's funny, some bands, there's a real musical snobbery about them, right? Now, I, I, the Monkeys have, have come out the other side of that now, but in the 80s, I got a lot of stick for liking the Monkeys because they were not a real band. And I think there's. I'm now at the age, and I have been for quite a while, I like to think, where um, I'll, I'll listen to anything. Is it good? Is it good? I'll have a listen to it. You know, and I've got loads of stuff by acts that people would consider to be rubbish, but it's a really good song. Um, so I kind of don't think I have that musical snobbery, but there still is around there about Dr. Hook. And the thing is, they're flipping brilliant. They're brilliant. There's kind of, um, there's two different Dr. Hook bands. There's, there's like the slick pop machine of when you're in love with a beautiful woman, you know. But even that hints at their kind of early, sort of slightly raucous n- naughtiness. When you're in love with a beautiful woman, it's hard. The double entendre is intended, guys. But there's that, and, and the pop hits are great, more like the movies, well, a song, a little bit more, all of that stuff's brilliant. There's the pop slick machine, and then before that, it's this weird, this weird band of people of different ages, and they look weird, and there's a lot of hair, and there was an eye patch, and it's really hard to quantify and to, to put into a genre, and I love that, I love that about them. Their first few albums are just like, kind of like country, folk, rock excellence with loads of songs written by Shel Silverstein who wrote um, Boy Named Sue and um, I'm Being Swallowed by a Boa Constrictor he wrote that you know he also wrote Sylvia's Mother you know so if it's a good song that's all that that's all that matters to me Oh, wait, for, anyway, he's coming on about half past. And if you want to talk to him, I'm, you, you know, boy, oh, boy, I'm, he'd love to talk to you as well. So if you want to have a chat with him, 0844 499 Tina! Hello, how are you? What kind of cake? Oh, I've got the best one ever. Oh, yeah. Cadbury's chocolate gato. Um... That is very that is very nice, but I am suffering from severe indigestion today. Oh. So I will you can finish it off. No, I haven't even got one. Oh. Do you know what oh. I fancy? You know what I'm gonna buy myself t- for tomorrow? I'm gonna eat Go it all then. on my own. Mm. A bloody Vionetta. Oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Just, I'm gonna, gonna the kids are at school tomorrow and I'm gonna sit at home, I'm gonna get a bloody Vionetta, I'm gonna eat it all myself, <laughs> all of it. Absolutely <laughs> delicious. Decadent. Or if you wanted to go really off school, yeah. you could get yourself an Arctic roll. How do they make that? Because normally, know. if you put because the cakey bit of the roll, if you were to normally put cake in the freezer, <laughs> it would crystallise, wouldn't it? I imagine but, that's what all those chemicals and e numbers are for. Beautiful. Then in that case, give me some. Just just Ooh. just give me a bottle of e numbers. I will swig that down. Do you ever do you remember those mixes? Those top. Do you remember the super? Was it super mousse? I do, I do remember super mousse. Yeah, and you pulled like the cardboard little tub. Yeah, you pulled the cardboard lid off, and it was yeah. That's it. Yeah. Super mousse. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go and buy them, and I'm gonna buy some jubblies and all manners Jubbly. of eighties sweeties. Mm. 
Mm. Well, that was a, that was a strange noise you made there, Tina. That was. Well, if you knew what it was, I, I was smoking. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay, fine. Uh, well, what are you called in I for? Spoke, I spoke to you the other night, and I've got ADHD. So now the thing I was phoning in about. Well, I'm, I'm all over the place. I want to speak to you about loads of stuff now. Yeah, go on. Right. Okay. So. Um, oh well. Well, I phoned in. You know the the guy before was talking about. Oh. You know the suicide pact. Yeah. I missed your show. I I listen most nights, but I'm, I I missed that. I missed the show that Andy phoned in about and had a rant and said you were very depressed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, I missed that show. Yeah, uh, you, um, yeah, it's it's out there. It's on podcast and it's on YouTube and stuff. Oh, and was... listen. oh I listened. Oh, I had my head in my hand. Yeah. So anyway, since I don't mean anyway, like tipping it aside because it wasn't a serious issue, but. Well, um, it, it was it, yeah, but you know, a lot has transpired but, since then, so I'm not worried about because that. Because I have my ADHD issues, I have to get back to the point, or I'll get it. So the man you were talking to before, you were talking about assisted suicide. Yeah. You had that day. Yeah. And I suffer with depression, and I haven't, I hadn't had a day like that for a while. Yeah. But when you were talking about it, even though I knew what you were talking about, I. Hadn't had one for a while, and then I had one oh, yeah. yesterday, yeah. and it was awful. What, awful, and, uh, awful. Hang on, what 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 day do you mean? I'm confused slightly. Um, you mean a down a down day? A down day, yes. A proper down day. Okay. And you know when you're having a down day, it feels like you're never going to be happy again. And then when you're happy, it sort of feels like I can't imagine why I ever get down. Yeah. So with that in mind, yes, that you can have ups and downs and that sort of thing. Yeah. Would you? Well, if you had assisted, if not you, if one, if the world, if the country had a, yes. this assisted suicide option, yeah. how would you allow for people like us that some days actually, you know, yeah. how would that be? Because you, do you know what I'm saying? Oh, well, I do know what you're saying. It, it, uh, but um, as, as as that caller kind of said, it's, it's, it's all more complicated than that, isn't it? Um, if it's that his parents obviously did it outside of a you know a suicide clinic for want of a better phrase they did it themselves because he was dying and she wanted to die with him Right, I must have missed that. Yeah, so that was. I, I must mean, have missed that little. I'm so sorry. No, 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 I don't, don't, don't. So it's. Uh, it, it, okay. I know. No, I know, and I get totally what you're asking, and it, it depends. I mean, if you go to Dignitas, the, which is the place in Switzerland, is it Switzerland? Mm, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I, I have looked at the Dignitas website for another show I did, but I can't remember it. But I don't think that you can go to Dignitas with de- with depression and say I want to die. I don't. I don't think. I could no, be wrong. But if, if, if people keep talking in the way they're going, if this is going to continue with the momentum it's going, this yeah. idea that, you know, dogs and cats get treated better than humans in their hour of need, obviously there's people who it's quite, quite I had an experience recently with my mum. It was very sudden and unexpected, and um, and it was quite clear. There was, you know, yeah. I wouldn't have said bring her back, and it was all, all the whole experience was awful. Yes. So that's a clear-cut case, more or less. Yeah. But obviously there's... Some, pe- some people wouldn't see that as a clear-cut case, though. Mm-mm. Mm. Well, 
I'd never had experience in this field whatsoever in my entire life until I got a phone call and um, and then I was on a plane and then I was told you've got an hour and I was there within the hour and then I wa- and then an hour later my mum died. So I don't think unless you've ever been in that situation, I think it's extremely hard to comment. It's easy to imagine. Yeah. Um. But in my situation, in this, it, looking from a personal point of view, uh, it, it 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 wouldn't have been nice, the right thing to do if they said, "Okay, she's died now. Should we bring her back?" Mm. But um, but that's not so much what I was thinking about. It was more the people like us that there can be. I've had weeks- depressed people. What, what should if there was assisted How suicide, a load work? of depressed people going, "Well, it wouldn't work," and they wouldn't be. You wouldn't go into the hospital or the clinic and and say, "I've got really bad depression and I can't face the world. I want to kill myself." It wouldn't work like that. Um, but there is nothing to stop you killing yourself now. There is nothing to stop me okay. killing myself now. You know, so there is, there, it, there is, there is nothing to do that. And and I, I, I think in in the few places where it is um, assisted suicide is legalised, I don't think, and I could be wrong. I don't think they do it with, it with um, clinical depression. Okay. So I think that protection is in case. Here's here's an interesting thing. We're going to get someone on from the Samaritans maybe this week or next week, right? Okay, I've got something to say about that. Hang on a second, right? And they sent me loads of stats over, loads of stats and figures. Did you know, right, that someone commits suicide in the United Kingdom once every 90 minutes? Every 90 minutes? I know it's every 90 minutes, but I do know that suicide is the biggest killer of men under 35 in the UK. Under under 45, under 45, yeah. It is, um, it is, and, and I imagine, do you know what? This is going off somewhere. I imagine it's going to get worse because... Yeah? Oh, God. Because... I'm going to get hated for this. Go on, say it. As much as it seems that women keep saying, then uh, there seems to be... With the, with the rise of women... Yes. ...in the way that things are going... Yeah. The and the unba- what is probably a little bit of an unbalance, because yeah. men have been you know, very powerful for so long. Oh, God. Am I going off somewhere here? I can only imagine that it could possibly get worse if if men are already feeling that bad. Are you suggesting that men are becoming more more emasculated as women um, assert a certain dominance in in the world that perhaps has not been there for the last 200 years? Ever. Right. Maybe... Uh, yeah, yeah, I could understand that. Men, you know, men certainly do. Uh, some men certainly do question their role in society. You know, and um, but I don't know. I'd be into. I don't know what the suicide figures are for women. It'd be interesting to know what what they are because I think that's going to be a shock. I think I read somewhere there was a rise rise in that. But um, Tina, I've got to move on because I've got Jonathan. Then we've got a guest coming on. So I'm, I'm moving on just because I'm running out of time. But I appreciate that. And I appreciate coming on and kicking ideas around. That's what, for me, this is all about. But someone kills themselves in the United Kingdom every 90 minutes. That's, I, I just found that incredible. And Samaritans gets a phone call every six seconds. Flipping it. Um, Jonathan, stay there. Come to you after this. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
1000 If you want to speak to Dennis LaCorrier, you're more than welcome to. Jonathan, what kind of cake? Hello? Hello? What kind of cake? I don't care. I'm not here to talk about cake. Okay, thanks for calling. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. She's not in the mood for that. Kath, come join... Kath, it's time to come on down. Catherine Boyle, come join me in the studio. He's been waiting for 40 minutes for that. <laughs> not in the mood. Yeah, right, but that was mean. That was mean. What, of Jonathan? Yeah, to not play. Um, how's your stomach? Well, <laughs> you're wearing you're wearing Simon Cowles today, aren't you? I know, yeah. Very they're high, high waist trousers. Yes. Yeah, they're um, sailor trousers. Um, I've done an experiment on myself today, and it's uh, <laughs> not paying off. <laughs> what experiment did you do? Well, you know, milk has been disagreeing with me lately. Yes. Well, I ran out of the other stuff, so I said to Ed. By other stuff, she means almond milk. Well, and I've tried soy milk as well. Yeah. And both of them taste a little bit funny, don't they? Cat's let's be milk. Honest. I haven't tried anyone else's milk. I don't want to try any animal's milk. Well, I hate to break it to you, but a cow is an animal. I know. That's why I'm not drinking cow's milk anymore, right? Except I ran out. So I said to Ed, give me Can some, you make me some milk? normal milk. Give me some of your milk. No, I didn't say that. Give me some normal milk and let's time how long it takes for the gurgling to start. Yeah. Half an hour. Hey. Something's happened to me. I'm not, right? I'm not normally a special needs eater. I don't think you can say special needs. Well, you know what I mean. I don't have yeah. dietary requirements, but it turns out... You do. Now I can't drink milk. I think this place is um, is poisonous. Not just in the uh, horrible politics that <laughs> you'd hear at between 10 and 1 in the morning if the radio station operated. But um, I think it's, it's so filthy and it's so full of sport billies mm. um, and kids that don't clean anywhere. I bet this is an absolute... Health hazard. I've been watching the. Um, and we're not going to do it for filming, but it's a, it, it, I, I recommend it uh, on Netflix. The Amanda Knox mm. documentary, and it's all about DNA contamination, and how the um, the, the two times she was found guilty out of the four, incredible story. Found guilty twice. Found not guilty twice. Luckily for her, she was found not guilty the last time. Um, uh, the, the, the argument, the initial investigation was found to be flawed because when they were doing the DNA tests, they had everything open in the in the lab. <laughs> everything was there. So the knife that was the murder weapon was next to was next to, was next to um, Meredith Kircher's um, bra. Oh, flipping heck! And so there was there was there was uh, Amanda Knox's DNA was on the knife. That was definite. But there's only like a tiny. But it was a knife from their kitchen, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was only a tiny bit of of. Uh, Meredith Kircher's DNA on the blade and that's because it was next to a bit of her clothes. It was just the most incredible story. Flipping egg, Italian police sort it out. They were, um, I mean, they were awful. It's, it's, it's... They were rough with her as well, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they roughed her up a bit. Um, it's a strange story. Um, she's a strange woman. You would be after being, um, in that system... How long does it go on for? I think it's eight... It must be about ten years, because it takes two years for the first trial. And then I... Th oh, no, no, it's eight years, I think, from the murder. Eight years from the murder. And she's in, in prison for, I think, four of those years in an Italian prison. And she was a kid when yeah. she went in. Yeah. 
and um, it, it's really interesting. I, we need to watch films right, together. Because okay, yeah. the, the bad guy of the piece is made out. This is the narrative of the film, right? So I'm not saying whether this is the, the actual case or not. And we, you know, Editing can do a lot, but the person that's made out to be the bad guy is the Daily Mail reporter. Uh. Well, it was the perfect story. You had a hot girl involved in an orgy killing another hot girl. What more did you want? The it's truth. That, it's that kind <laughs> of... And then at the end, when she's found not guilty, he said, well, you know... Um, people could say it was trial by media. I don't think so. Wow. It, 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 he comes across as um, everything that is wrong with British journalism. I mean, absolutely. Uh, but highly watchable. It's a great film, actually. It's really, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Mean, it's a fascinating story. And it's told in a really interesting, um, slightly different uh, way, and I mean all the stuff that was revealed about Foxy Noxy, about um, you know all of her sexual partners were 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 listed, and um, you know she was stories came out that were untrue that she was into violent sex games and all of this stuff, and it's just there's a brilliant clip as well when she gets back home to Seattle in America, and. She's being followed by the press, and she's just going, please leave me alone. She's not looking at them. Please leave me alone. Yeah. And then her dad's being interviewed outside the house. And this guy says, this reporter says, um, woman says, when is she, when is she going to do the interview? He said, I, I don't know if she is. And the reporter, the man goes, um, you do know that every day that goes past that she doesn't talk to her, talk to us, her value decreases. Her goes, value? Yeah, Dad goes, what do you mean her value? Well, the amount of money that she might get for an interview. Do you not, do you not look at your, do you not look at her, how do they phrase it in a really f funny way? Do you not look at her and um, see her financial value um, shrinking? And he said, no, I look at her and see my daughter. And it's just incredible, the, you know, the um, sense of... Um, uh, entitlement mm -hmm. that the press have. Well, it's a business to them, isn't it? I it guess. Is, well, you know, I, see, I suppose it is. Um, Dennis. Good evening. Good morning, should say. It's again. not. We've not. We've not had a sleep yet, Dennis. So good evening to you, sir. Well, the mail today was exactly the same. God knows how many killings, stabbings, and you were talking about uh, committing suicide. Yes. What's wrong with you people? What's Live it? as long as you can, for Christ's sake. It's a lovely life. Just keep laughing. But 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 but, but not everyone can, Dennis. Keep laughing. Yeah, but not, sorry, not everyone can. Send them round to me, I'll make them laugh. No, you won't. You bore them to death. Your tedious stories about Lon Chaney Jr. Carl! Hello. Hello, Carl. All right, mate. Um, you know that, um, thing about Amanda Knox you were just talking about? Yeah, yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the, um, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but the Italian police, was he a policeman or a prosecutor? The, or? the big round guy, the yeah. prosecutor, yeah. You know, the one who thought he was Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know, do you know he's been, um, promoted to, like, the chief prosecutor? <laughs> fantastic. I just think that's amazing. It's, um, it's an incredible story. I didn't really know that much ab ab about the story. I hadn't followed it. Um, particularly uh, uh, closely, but yeah, the, uh, yes, I think he says at the end, doesn't it, that he gets he gets promoted. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's an amazing film. Um, yeah. Do you think she did it? No, 
No, I don't think I don't think she did it at all. I think it seems obvious that the guy whose name escapes me, but the black guy that um, was found, uh, he he burgled the place. Rudy, yeah. Rudy, that was it. He. Um, Rudy it, g- 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 yeah, he was a he was a burglar. He was a known burglar, and in his initial, he had a Skype conversation with someone saying, "I've done something terrible." By the way, Amanda McNox had nothing to do with it. Uh, I don't know why the police are even questioning her. And then he went in court and blamed it all on Amanda Knox. So, um, no, I don't think... Sh- I, I, I'm, I'm, no, I don't think she had anything to do with it. Or the other lad, her boyfriend. No. Raffaele Solecito. Okay. All right, mate, just because you Googled it. I didn't. You, you... I didn't. I'm just Googling now oh, yeah, to find out what Rudy's yeah. surname is. What do you reckon, Carl? Um, no, she probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they should have come to you two first. Because they should have done. Oh, thank you very much indeed. Nah, she probably didn't. Rudy Guede. All right, mate. There we go. Happy to clear that up. Do you want to ask them what kind of cake? Who? The caller. Hello, caller. What kind of cake? Chocolate. Nice. <laughs> hey, Nigel. Hello. Do you want? We got. We're gonna. We're gonna have a break in a minute. Then we're gonna mm. speak to Dennis Lecorrier from Doctor Hook. Do you want to talk to him and get some tips about working in the music industry? Yes. Okay. I've got something to tell you as well. Is, uh, are, you, are you crying? I've just had an offer to sing with Keanu West. Nigel. The, the, okay. Yeah. Flipping heck. Make sure that's not. You I can't. No, I, yeah. I know what he was going to say, but I, it was Ni- on Facebook. Nigel, Nigel, I just got. Listen, I'm going to pick you up on something, right? Mm. And I've had to dump you there, and I just uh, someone might hear that at some point. Oh yeah. That word you used to describe Kanye. Yes, I know. I, yes, I know. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to say the wrong word. Okay. Well, I just want to make it clear. Mm. That that word you used is an inappropriate word, mm. and it could be considered by many many people to be to be racist. Now I know you mm. didn't mean it in a no, racist I didn't mean way, to be rude. but if you if you use that word again, I'm going to have to cut you off. Okay. 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 So you're going to sing with Kanye West, are you? Um, I'd like to. But I've had an offer from him. Yes. Um, so that would be nice, wouldn't it? Make a yeah. Remix uh, do you know what, Nigel? I'm going to let you go tonight. I think. Why is that? Because 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 you're just you're um I am not equipped to deal with someone who is living in such a world of fantasy and lies. Someone is manipulating you and someone well, is lying to you. You have not had an offer from Kanye a West. Friend, a friend on a friend of mine on Facebook said that he sent me a photograph of him. Meeting yeah, him I think Kanye West got a bit more to deal with. His wife's just been robbed at um, gunpoint. So, oh, that, oh, it, well, it, I don't even know the person. I've never heard of him before. Yeah, I saw this picture. Yeah, Nigel, it, someone's winding you up, mate. Kanye oh, West. Okay, well, it doesn't matter anyway. No, it doesn't. All right, I'm going to let you go, man. Uh, okay, um, I, I just some, the vibe didn't feel right no, there. No, really, um, you, you won't have heard that word. But you, you, just in case, we won't put Nigel in the podcast. But just make sure that you... <sighs> flipping heck. Facebook, eh? Nigel, huh? Mm-hmm. I've heard that word for years. No. <sighs> let's have a break. Let's get Dennis up. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Man alive. Captain, you sticking around for this? Go on then. Um, we, we, you know, just if you spot any gap in speaking, dive straight in there. All right. <laughs> this is Dennis LaCoria. There'll be no gap. No. <laughs> 
He's a, we're only got him on for 29 minutes. He's, take, he's taken a deep breath and he's ready to go. Are you hello, hello, Dennis. I'm here. I'm just being quiet to fly in the face of everything you've just said. <laughs> you don't know the meaning of the word quiet, Dennis. <laughs> You don't know the meaning of the word. Come on, you, what's better? Would you like it to be a longer question than it is an answer? <laughs> uh, let, we, let's do the shorthand for those who don't know, although we talk about you a lot on this show, because I know that you listen and you message during the show. This is Dennis Acorier, uh brilliant singer-songwriter, done loads of solo stuff. You will probably know him best from such hits as Sylvia's Mother, When You're In Love With A Beautiful Woman, uh, and basically, Doctor... And I was trying to explain earlier on, Dennis, right, for yeah. me, I don't know if you see it, like this for me dr hook is two separate bands there's the 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 slick kind of pop machine of you know more like the movies a little bit more um uh when you're in love with a beautiful woman which is the later years but there's also this weird like the first few albums this weird kind of barroom country punky weird dirty sort of band does that make sense yeah yeah no no and you know those those early albums were really what the band was like i mean it was very organic and you know it was in the studio and it was very shambolic and ramshackle and and then you know we had a couple of hits like sylvia's mother and cover a rolling stone and we did all right we played support act for a bunch of groups in america and stuff like that and then we went bankrupt <laughs> so you know we got haircuts and <laughs> I put on a little eyeliner and we recorded some stuff that would get us on the radio. Was, was mean, that the, was that the actual plan? Like, guys, we need to make some money. We're gonna be, let's let's become a slick pop machine. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I've told this story recently somewhere to someone, but you know, there was a radio station in in. Uh, in Cleveland, WMMS, and it was a big tracking station, and tracking stations were like, there were a handful of them across the country, and if they went on your record, if they started playing your record, dozens of smaller stations would go on, and it was really good to get these stations. And there was a woman named Rosalie Trombley. As a matter of fact, uh, Thin Lizzy sang about her, Rosalie. She was a program director, and she was a hard case. She was a hard nut, and she didn't particularly care for us when I looked like Bigfoot with a guitar, you know? So... I, we went up there when Sharing the Night Together came out, and I'd gotten a haircut, and we'd all kind of cleaned it up, and we walked in there, and she looked at me, and she said, oh, yeah, that's better. And wow. Went on the rec- and she went on the record, and I, you know, in later years, I thought to myself, you know, a lot of groups had to ply them with cocaine. I just had to get a haircut. <laughs> so it was, it was a small price to pay, you know. But, no, it was a conscious effort to... You know, because the show, Ian, the show always stayed fun. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, the people who knew us kind of forgave us our haircuts. <laughs> what, at what period, I, and I love this story, and I know I've mentioned it before, but I just think this is, you know, people that think that Hook are a silly band, and I know there's snobbery around. This is the most rock and roll thing I've ever heard. What phase of your career were you in when you did a naked encore in Sweden? Well, what? Um, some, uh, <laughs> let me, well, if we were in Sweden, it was somewhere, we were having hits. Right. I mean, we were, you know, <laughs> we did we did a, a thing called the Roskilde Festival. Yeah. And and uh, it wasn't actually Sweden, although we might have done it in Sweden, too, because it works so well. <laughs> I bet you got a clap. <laughs> no, our philosophy was, we're going to take our clothes off, and we're going to keep them off till somebody notices. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
you know, but no, we were playing, and I think we may have even been headlining. We were on very late in the game, and it was hot, and everybody had their clothes off. It was a festival, you know, it was just the early 70s and stuff. And uh, so we came out naked and you know the guitar players were the lucky ones you know? and, and, and so and we just did it and it wasn't really a big uh, deal and, and, but then but then there uh, they a Danish TV uh, station sent sent a, a TV crew over to uh, Sausalito, California, where Shel Silverstein lived. Yeah. And we went on his houseboat, and we did this little concert. And they were saying, but at the end, you must get naked. See, because now this was part of the show, <laughs> you know. And we foolishly did, you know, and they showed it on Danish TV. But, you know, man, we used to do a lot of stuff like that. We were on the road a lot. And we would just, you know, somebody asked me today what what I thought the biggest, you know, highlight, career highlight of the band. And I think the career highlight of the band for me was, a, as a general overview, was that we were a bar band and we had international success and we had each other to lean on. I mean, it sounds very cloying, you know, you know like the monkeys or the Beatles, mm. but it's not. It was, we were a pack of chimpanzees and, we, you know, we traveled around the planet and people seemed to like us and we didn't have to understand it, you know, and there was, and the other thing I'm proud of is that there's no rehab stories or sordid yeah. tales of Dr. Hook, although when you, when you look at that early footage, you would think, so what did they do after the cameras went off? You, know what I mean? <laughs> you mentioned, listen, you mentioned Shel Silverstein, and I think he is, um, uh, he's, I, someone, I, I don't know if anyone has, someone needs to do a documentary about that man, because he is one of the great unsung heroes of, wanna, of music. You want to know something? Yeah. It's, it's the word unsung that, that uh, doesn't help, because yeah. over the last 10 years, or maybe more, maybe 10 or 12 years, there's been two, possibly three occasions where I've been approached by a production crew that wanted to do a, a, a special on, on Shel Silverstein to present to the BBC, yeah. and would I narrate it? And I, I, I thought, sure, absolutely, you know. Uh, and uh, each time they came back saying, well, the BBC's thought is nobody really knows him. But that's... But, 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 is everybody knows yes. him. Yes! they don't know they know him. That's the thing! That's the <laughs> thing! They don't know the name. That's why the programme needs to be made. I mean, he wrote he wrote loads of hits for you, and obviously Sylvia's mother being the, 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 the big kind of crossover hit, but he did um, uh, Ballad of Lucy Jordan. Was that one of his? Yeah, Ballad. We recorded that first, but Marianne Faithful had an international hit with it, and it was in that Up for an Oscar and Thelma and Louise, and he wrote Boy Named Sue for Johnny yeah. Cash, which is like an iconic record, you know, for for country music and 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 a one on the way for Loretta Lynn. He, you know, he also I mean, wrote he, a lot of a lot of things. He wrote and, a song wrote, that we um guys there we go. There's the trying to find the gap. He wrote something as well that me and, and I didn't know for ages. A, sh- a song we used to play on another show we did. Um and we played it every morning and after about a, a year I thought oh, I wonder who wrote this. It was Shel Silverstein. Yeah, I'm being I, swallowed I, I, by I'll an, tell you what. I'll tell you what. Yeah. He wrote the uh, the unicorn. 
for the Irish Rovers. Humpty back camels, and you would think somebody in a cable knit sweater wrote that two hundred <laughs> years ago, you know. And that was Shell. What I mean, was he, he like? Was was he? Because you see pictures of him. He looks like a big, imposing man. He's not that. He wasn't that big, but he was very, very dark looking, and he yeah. shaved his head, and he had a dark beard. I'll tell you what, man. I was a fan of Shell's before I ever met him because he had these albums that he would put out, and he didn't have the best singing voice in the world, but he had such an expressive voice, you know, and, and I used to love these records of his because he'd have something on there that would make you laugh and, and, and then something that would break your heart, and I used to think, what, how cool, and one day, one day, I uh, saw him standing on a street corner in New York City, and I did not have the nerve to go up and say hello to him, because he looks very gruff, truth mm. is, he's a lovely guy, sweetheart, very approachable, but I didn't know, and I kind of hung back until a friend came and they wandered off. Maybe they got in a taxi. I don't remember. And I thought, well, there was that. And somewhere within the next year, let's say, we were rehearsing somewhere, doing something. We were just a bar band, and somebody heard us, and they came in and said, we really like you guys, and uh, we want you to learn these songs now on this cassette. Don't mind the guy's voice. He can't sing. <laughs> and when they put the cassette on, and it was two songs of shells, and it was for a movie, Who is Harry Kellerman, and why is he saying those terrible things about me? A real... There's a, there's a film ring. Yeah. <laughs> film ring Snappy. film. But but I mean we uh we were in that film because Shell saw something in us and and uh you know but when I heard that when I heard that tape I thought oh man yeah. you know because right then I would have sold my soul to the devil to work with Shell and in some in some ways I did but that's a whole <laughs> other show uh, but you know the, Shell was brilliant for me because he was older than me and he was knowledgeable and I say it in the show but I mean when I met him he'd been everywhere he'd yeah. done everything and he had a song about most of it you know and my favorite my favorite hook songs to to date are the story ones man because I get to tell a story and you don't get complacent uh, when you're telling a story, if you're singing Sexy Eyes, which is a big hit record, and people love it, and of course it's in the show, but, you know, I could probably have a conversation with my dead mother while, in my head while I was singing that song, but while I'm doing the ballad of Lucy Jordan, I yeah. have to be very careful not to put her on the roof too early. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it's a, it's a, you've got to perform, it's acting, isn't it? You're yeah. acting that yeah. song. That's what I always appreciated about Shell's material, and then in my favor after the band was over and we hadn't seen each other for a while he called me and asked me if i would perform a one-man play of his because he knew as you just said he knew i could act yeah. his material and it was a poem and so our relationship went on and you know quite honestly when he passed away and i hate to say stuff like this because it always sounds like oh sure you were but when he passed away we had already talked about doing doing an, another album together in oh, some capacity. Man. Some stuff we'd written together, some of his, because he was a very, I'll tell you what, for a, as prolific as he was, Ian, he was a very uh, giving guy. You know, I mean, he would was the first person, he wrote everything on the first two Hook albums. Maybe we wrote one or two little things. And he was the first one to say, you guys need to start writing 
or they're going to think you're nothing but a mouthpiece for me. I mean, he really pushed yeah. us. And, you know, when I put out my first solo album and sent it to Shell, he called me and went, man, when did you get better than me? Oh, and, you know, fantastic. The guy was brilliant, you know. But I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the coolest thing. Uh, when I hadn't seen Shell for about six or seven years, he invited me to come down to Key West and just sit with him, and I did. I went to his house, and I didn't even have any money after Hook. It was a whole palava, and everybody was broke. And he flew me down there, and I sat, and and I sang him some stuff. And he was always very flattering. And if he was if he was critical at all, it was always to the good, where you'd go, oh, thank you, man, you know. And and he sang me a couple of songs, and he sang this one particular thing that just blew me away. And um, I said, oh man, that's that's unbelievable show and he said do me a favor man and he turned his notepad around because he'd only written it recently and he gave me his guitar and he said sing it to me and he always trusted me to kind of guide my way through a melody he yeah. always, even with stuff like sylvia's mother he'd say to me do whatever sing whatever you want just don't change a single word you know? <laughs> so i i sang this song the best i could remember reading the lyrics back to him and after i did he said uh he looked at me and he went Damn, that is a good song. And I thought, how cool is that for me, that I have to sing his song back to him for him to know it's brilliant, you know what I mean? I thought, that's 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 a nice place for me to be, you know? So I learned a lot from the guy, and he was, you know, he's the kind of guy literally that would say, I'll be right back, and you'd see him six months later. <laughs> uh, there, and there's a break. Get in there now, speak. Uh, De Dennis, can I ask you? Yes. Um... Bob Durst, the Jinx. Yes. You watch that. You've not seen this, Kath, so we've got to tread carefully, right? Do you need me to go yeah. out of the room? No, either? no, don't go out of the room. I think we're beyond that. But, no, um, no but I won't. Yeah, no, no. I, man, I'm, trust me. I'm, I have a friend who just tells me, he says, have you ever seen that thing that ends like this? <laughs> you know? Because uh, so, I, 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 I've just watched that in the last couple of weeks, and you tweeted, you said, oh, I've watched that. It's, it, it's a cracker. What do you make of it? Was it a big story in America when all this happened? I, I, for some reason, it went right by me. It should have been. Yeah. Maybe I was already here. I can't remember how long ago it was. But it certainly should have been a bigger story than it was. But to tell you the truth, you know that fox catcher? You know that... Oh, yeah, yeah. Wrestlers? That yeah. should have been a bigger... Shouldn't have been such a surprise to me either. I think at a certain point in America, I stopped paying attention. You, you've been to America, <laughs> haven't you, Dennis? You've been there. I've been there a yeah. few times. Yeah. I think I just stopped paying attention when I was about 12, to tell you the truth. Um, I love... Have you got any more documentaries that you can recommend? Because we, we seem to have a similar taste in these things. Oh, I do. I like, I like a lot of documentaries. Uh, you know, I, I'll have to think, you know, put on, when you say it like that. But, I mean, I, I like documentaries. And I know you can lie and be just as fictional with yeah. documentaries. But you got to be a little more yeah. creative, you know. What? I mean, of course, you watch the making of a murderer thing. Yeah, right? I, wa know? I watched that. That was, Yeah, I, I thought that was dragged out a little bit too yeah, long. Yeah, now there's Ten episodes. Be, you know what's really funny? There's supposed to be a second a second one and and but now it's making of a murder series too oh, well, i mean now of the, it's, it's, of it's the same story the same you know? story or, or a different oh, man, we are gladiators pal <laughs> we really want to see somebody beheaded don't we we we, really <laughs> we want to see it live on our screens that's you know what we're where after. i knew we were all doomed yeah 
when Donald Trump was in a stadium with 22,000 people and everybody was punching each other, and he said, isn't this better than listening to some long, boring speech? And and everybody went, yeah! And I thought, oh, man, I don't know. It's frightening. You know, it's really frightening to me where everything is. What did you, you um, Dennis, what did you think of the Beatles film? Because me and Kath went and saw that. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, man. You know, uh, you're talking to the wrong guy, man. I just like looking at them. Yeah. It centers me. It makes me feel serene and peaceful. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like some people go and look at that Indian thing with the elephant, you know, and with all the arms. I, I, the Beatles. I, so, yeah, I loved it. I went mostly, though, to see, to hear it in a cinema because yeah. I don't have a I don't have a sound system to speak of I have a little you know CD player I mean I'm not an audiophile and I live in a flat you know I don't play anything the babies downstairs crack cry louder than my CD player you know so <laughs> but I but I I went mostly to hear it but I you know I really am a a Beatles fanatic, man. And you know what fascinates me about them is that they're iconic at every step of the way. Mm. No matter what age they were, you go, yep, the Beatles, you mm. know. And I don't think that's, I don't think it's going to happen again, man. I don't think we'd let it happen again. I don't think we trust anything. We don't even trust that the next big thing will come along unless we friggin' manufacture it now, you know what I mean? By Christmas, we better have the next big thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't think I can get, but, but for that whole decade, from, you know, 62 when they kind of burst into the scene till 70, they just looked cool. Every step of the way, they looked cool. Even when they looked stinky. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. They look so cool, those guys. I know, I know. Even with suits. Yeah. Even though, you know, John Lennon was going, why'd they put us in suits? Mm. But you know, they they hit on an interesting thing, McCartney. McCartney seemed to get it more than some of the other guys. Mm. You know what I mean? A little less, a little less uh, bitter about, not even bitter, but just maybe you know, like George Harrison would, would say, yeah, yeah, would drag us around, you know. But if you watch that Beatles anthology thing that came out years ago, yeah. everybody's complaining about, well, the White Album could have been. Could have been shorter. George Martin and Ringo's going, oh, you know, I sat around a lot of time. Could have been shorter. And every, and Harrison's going, well, there's probably some stuff we could have called. And McCartney went, it's the Beatles' White Album. <laughs> Shut up. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I think he can step away and see see it and yeah. i admire that i admire that you know? i don't with the, we were yay close kath and i to going to abbey road to interview giles martin we it, it, it's not happening now we've Why? just ha- Why? we i was so happy when you said Mass- that yeah, you so are we. I mean? that was a victory for me that you got in there we you know? we spoke too soon we we just got the um pr company fob off this week oh we're out of time and giles isn't doing any more interviews now but the and- thing was as far as i was concerned it wasn't to do with the pr thing it was no. a, it was a personal invitation from him so i'm no. surprised that we were part of that well, whole we've, we've we've been we've been fobbed off guy we got the we got the brush off dennis i met his i met his father uh in in muscle shoals alabama when wow. when hook was together we were recording and uh george martin was overseeing uh executive producer on a film called honky tonk freeway and it was one of those like it's a mad 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 world right. knockoffs with a lot of stars all crashing in cars and yeah. stuff uh, and uh, we were supposed and all these different acts were submitting songs and uh, to be on the soundtrack and George wasn't producing everything, but he was executive producing everything. And he came down to Muscle Shoals and uh, 
we met him and he listened to a track that our producer had done and uh we went to dinner with him and and it was it, he was just a lovely guy you know and i mm. made him laugh a bunch of times which were you know i made him laugh till you know at one point till part of his drink came out of his nose and that's a victory for me yeah. i think that was great that'll do you know and i was so I said to him at one point, you know, somebody said to him, so when you guys were doing this, did you know what you were doing or were you just guessing? And I said, please don't tell me you were guessing because I did everything you did. Every mustache. <laughs> you know, please don't tell me this was the garden path. You know, but it, it, yeah, it was brilliant. He was a lovely guy. He I, must, really I didn't know you. We didn't get on the soundtrack. Between me and you, I don't think he actually liked oh. our producer. <laughs> well. Muscle Shoals, though, that's an, that, that's, there's a documentary about that on um, Netflix as well. That's an incredible place. It is, it is. And you know something? I, I have this real weird thing about it because some of our biggest hits, like When You're In Love With A Beautiful Woman and Sexy Eyes and Sharing The Night Together and <clears throat> Better Love Next Time, a lot of the biggest hits were recorded down there with the Muscle Shoals rhythm section, with wow. that band. Yeah. And I did the vocals. And, you know, um... <sighs> It was always a sore spot for me because I didn't really like bringing that up because it was it always felt like I was denigrating the guys in the band because they were a brilliant road band and a great show and they were friends of mine. But, you know, they weren't on a lot. And it happens all the time. Neither were the birds. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they were in the Hall of Fame. So, but... I, I as I got I've gotten older here now. I kind of want people to know that I recorded songs with the same rhythm section yeah. that played "I'll Take You There" by the Staple Singers and Aretha Franklin records, and you know, and Paul Simon and Bob Seger. I want people to know as a singer, not as a member of Doctor Hook, who you know you protect the thing. As a guy, a yeah. singer, a schmuck from New Jersey, I want people to know that I sang with that rhythm section. Then Dennis, you know. Dennis, I'm giving you your three-minute warning, just so you know, because I don't want you to start a long story and then I have to cut. So we've got three minutes. I, I, I wondered, does the does the musical snobbery does it upset you the way that some people perceive Doctor Hook? Yeah, man. Let me tell you what we talked about earlier is the facts. Okay, yeah. we we did we didn't do. The, the raunchy, earthy stuff because we went broke doing that. We kept it in the show, but we were saving our families. We were trying to stay together and feed our families. And I really don't care what anybody has to say about it. And, and people will go, yeah, you know, there was those later records, uh, all those big hits, a little bit more. And they, I think that's where they sold out. Mm. And, you know, let me tell you something, man. If you go to any record store, if you can find one anymore, but if you look for uh, Dr. Hook anywhere on Amazon, anything, and you go to the greatest hits section, that's the ones that sell the most, yeah. and it's those songs. If we would have just had Sylvia's mother cover Rolling Stone, ha ha, isn't that the guy with the long beard and the guy with the eye patch, we would have been relegated to the past yeah we would yeah. not it, it was those later mainstream hits that got the band across the board is why people still talk to me why why i'm touring here and stuff fortunately is selling out because it had a you know and they liked the earlier stuff but it wasn't what was sustaining us man it really wasn't so yeah 
you can tell me whatever you want. Yeah, well, that's where I think you went wrong. Oh, where? Where, where <laughs> I decided to eat. Okay, well. Everyone, everyone has an opinion on how you and how I and how Kath and how everybody involved in, you know, how, uh, show business should do it. And how I know, they Ian, I hear and read people's opinions yeah. of you every yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. I, I don't know how you take it, pal. Oh, I really man. don't. Nah, but just, you know, you're tough. I mean, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, if you're going to stand there like that then and say, call me. <laughs> <laughs> De- for, for those, Dennis, quite, quite, I want to have a little meltdown on Twitter. Dennis will send me a message saying, you're right, pal, come on. <laughs> you can do it. Dennis, listen, it's, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I'm looking at the dates here, dennislecorrier.com, or you can go to, um, at, it's at Dr. Hook Official. Yes. At Dr. Hook Official on uh, Twitter and also drhookofficial.com is a website now. The, the, loads of them are sold out. Kingsley, Norwich, Truro. The shows sound like they're going really well. They are. They really are, man. And, you know, it's, it's a thing. I, I think walking away from it for a while helped me feel like I was enslaved to it. Mm. You know, not that any thing I did was a bigger success, but that wasn't the point. I mean, I was ready to go fail at something new more than I was ready to just go sing when you're in love with a beautiful woman again, you know. And then people go, oh, I remember you. And I check my pulse and I make sure I still have a reflection in the mirror. And then I get on today. There's still a few shows where you can get tickets. Salisbury, Scarborough, Paul. Hey, could you put me and Kath down on the door for St Albans? Yeah, you are. There we go. You see, this is you this, are. this is what it's I all about. I didn't know you were bringing the lovely calf. Yes. I thought you were going to have to go out and make a friend, Ian. I was worried. <laughs> well, <laughs> our, our friend Justin Dealey might be coming along as well. Who you've isn't Dennis? Listen, man, I've, we've got to go. I, I, you, you know, you have an open invitation anytime you want to come on, Thank and if you, you want to talk about Hook or you want to talk about the Beatles or you want to talk about whatever you want, man. I, I, you know, the fact that I grew up listening to you and I consider you a friend. So, thank you very much, Dennis. Thank you, man. I appreciate. It. Hey, Kath, um, someday I'll. Come in there and we'll say hello in person. Oh, how so. wonderful. Well, I'll find yeah. you in St. Albans. <laughs> we'll see yeah, you soon, yeah, I'll see you there. I'll we've got, you there. We've got to end! Dennis, <laughs> okay. I love you. I'll speak hey, to man, you soon. I, I respond to a dial tone, pal. There we go. I'm, I'm cutting him off. I'm actually... There we go. I've just cut him off. God, I love him. Back tonight at 10. Across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking.